This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, where I hope you enjoyed my extra special, extra gay countdown for this here Pride Month. Welcome, welcome. We are back on a regular schedule. This is a a normal Troll Patrol show. Me cakes. Good evening, Warlord Libertad. Good evening, my friends. You came just in time for me to tell you what we're going to talk about tonight, because I've got some wild ass stories. I'm glad. I'm very glad to be back doing this. This is this is fantastic. We're going to run down all of the reactions to the Trump uh, arraignment yesterday. I've got Tucker. I've got Anthony Scaramucci. I got all the 2024 presidential candidates responding to Trump. Uh, we're also going to hear from the dude in the prison outfit that got arrested yesterday. We're going to hear from a reporter who was harassed at the event at the Cuban restaurant. I went back and checked. And the music during this part is not obscenely loud. It's just obscenely loud in my headphones. And it makes me feel like I'm yelling. (laughs) But (laughs) the music sounds fine. It just throws me off. I'm not high enough for this shit. Mike Pence and Clay Travis actually got into it on Clay Travis's radio show. I can't wait to watch that clip. Meanwhile, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tyrus, formerly known as the Funkasaurus in uh, Brutus Clay, the Funkasaurus Brutus Clay in WWE. He is a Fox News contributor now, and he is very upset about Hillary Clinton. The House GOP has filed articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. I've only got one response to that. Oh, I don't have my drops yet. I can't, I can't do, come on, man. Gotta wait until after the music, and then I can hit the drops. Lauren Boebert tried to dox a witness today during testimony in a House committee hearing. Marjorie Taylor Greene yesterday flashed out at the CDC director and said that she does not want her... (laughs) She does not want her congressional staff to be educated. I shit you not. Marge, we already knew that. I'm going to tell you about a creep who apparently posed naked behind a screen door of his house so that children in the neighborhood could see him naked behind that door. Now, given the panic by right-wing media figures, you would think that uh, I'm going to tell you that this person that was harassing children in a neighborhood 
was a trans person or a drag queen. No, it was a GOP city councilman. Some idiot, some idiot at a at a track event in Canada accused a young cis girl of being trans. That does that does not deserve an amen. That was that was just my incompetence there. I did not mean to amen that. Traumatized a nine-year-old girl. We're going to we're gonna run down that story. Dustin, good evening. Everyone in that room is not smarter than Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene is probably smarter than a third. Smarter than a third, and that's scary. That's fucking scary. There's people like Paul Gozar and Andy Biggs, Thomas Massey. Just saying, Mar- Marge might actually have a few IQ points on uh, a few uh, GOP congressmen. Here is your meme of the day. This one cracked me up. Ron DeMantis. I don't even know why it's so funny to me. Ron DeMantis. <laughs> I thought I thought we landed on Meatball Ron being the perfect <laughs> nickname for him. But uh, Ron Demantis. Jesus, Jesus, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm a horrible person. Back to back to what we're talking about tonight. We've got some serious topics to actually discuss, especially here. Uh, I hate that I'm going to have to go over all of these fucking stories during Pride Month. But I have to show you a anti-LGBTQ activist. I believe this happened in Missouri. She is a crazy woman. She dressed in drag to go to a school board meeting to prove that drag hurts children. It's the most absurd thing you will ever see. I don't know. I've got other things on this show. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is the most absurd thing you'll ever see. Shit, I have a show dedicated to playing the most absurd fucking videos on the internet. I've got more absurdity coming, I assure you. In Vermont, some asshole uh, Nazis. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to call them that because that's what you are. Unless you're just some punk ass kids that don't know any better. These are fucking Nazis. Bullying middle school uh, children celebrating pride. Speaking of Nazis, Harrison Ford, star of the movie Indiana Jones, was asked his thoughts on punching Nazis. I'm going to play you what he had to say. The city has banned pride flags from city property this just hours ago despite a groundswell of support for the LGBTQ community. I'm going to show you a clip from inside of those wild proceedings earlier today. The White House has banned a topless trans woman. (laughs) Banned a topless trans woman. That doesn't even make any sense. A trans woman who was apparently at a Pride event yesterday or the day before. 
she looks to be a sex worker. I looked at her Instagram. Now, that's not that's not me being demeaning. Like I, I looked at her Instagram, like she looks to be a sex worker. But apparently, she whipped off her top for maybe an OnlyFans picture or something at the White House. I don't blame her. Go for it, ma'am. Go for it. You only got one shot. But the White House has responded by banning her. You live in sexual anarchy? Was she bald? I don't know. I don't know what her pubic hair looks like. The one video I watched of her, I was close to finding out. Also, she's very pretty. She is very, very pretty. <laughs> but the White House has now uh, banned her from future events. We've got a couple of different stories that I'm, I'm going to withhold judgment on. I don't, I don't know exactly what went on. Uh, a professor in Cincinnati is under fire. Uh, a student says that she was failed for using the phrase biological women. I can imagine there's more to the story. This is one of those, uh, you're not free to say whatever you want. Oh, uh-huh, I'm challenging you. Kind of deals. Kind of like a Barry Wise. Oh, they're assaulting my free speech. I don't even know why I did that voice. I'm sorry. I'm still tired from yesterday. Yeah, we'll blame it on that. We'll blame it on that. Johns Hopkins University is apparently pulling their definition of lesbian. Get into the controversy surrounding that. Uh... As I read you all these stories that are attacks on the LGBTQ community, I would like to note that it was it was uh, record time for them to move from dehumanizing the LGBTQ community to now de- uh, dehumanizing homeless people. Jesse Waters saying we need to stigmatize being homeless. He goes on an entire rant against homeless people. What do they say about glass houses? Glass Fox News Corp Studios in New York City. This one's an in, this is an interesting little bit. Researchers decided to conduct a study about incels. And apparently it made the researchers really sad. <laughs> <laughs> the incels were so pathetic that it made the researchers incredibly sad. <laughs> uh, you want some cop stories? I got cop stories for you. Apparently, uh, two officers are going to stay in trial involving a vehicle. I think they're in- accused of spray painting a swastika on it. Checks out. Prosecutors in Missouri are are asking the fucking governor not to pardon a cop that was convicted of murdering somebody. Meanwhile, over in Oklahoma, a court order is demanding that two cops that fatally shot an unarmed black man be reinstated on the job. Be reinstated. I've got some footage 
I don't I don't want to say it's body camera footage because I want to say it may be dash cam footage. Dash cam footage of a smuggler who apparently had two uh, two migrants inside of their vehicle led police on a hundred mile an hour chase and we've got footage of it so of course we're gonna watch it hey do you remember the teacher in virginia who was shot by one of her students i know that doesn't narrow it down very much let me try harder it was a six-year-old a six-year-old brought a gun to the school and shot one of their teachers I went on a whole rant about this because the parents said that the gun was secured. Clearly, the gun was not secure because the child took the gun to school and shot a fucking teacher. But that teacher who was shot, who was a beautiful lady, by the way, I couldn't imagine uh, uh, what happened to, like, she had a, had a gorgeous smile. I, I remember that picture clearly. She has apparently been fired by the school district. Apparently, school district is saying she resigned, but there is some confusion about whether she resigned or was fired. Now, I'm all about some workers' rights, and if a teacher was shot by their student, I don't believe what they deserve is to be fired. Probably deserve a raise. They probably deserve a cash payout from the district get into that story then we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about structural deficiencies here in the united states it's a big problem uh this was something i was wanting to get into uh was it last night and it slipped my mind we moved on to something else uh, Steelers might have came in here and got me off on, on a tangent i-95 in philadelphia has collapsed if you have not Seen the footage, it is wild. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna talk about an Iowa apartment complex that collapsed about two weeks ago. Killed several people, injured many others. I don't know, I don't have the exact number. I want to say it was four. Four were killed, several others injured, but I might be uh, off on that one. A new lawsuit accuses the inspector, the city and the owner of gross negligence. And I would say that's pretty obvious based on the fact that the building fucking collapsed. I mean, it's not like we take buildings collapsing uh, seriously in this country. Remember, we watched it here on this stream maybe a year and a half ago. It was the Surfside Condos. We watched the video, it was so eerie because you could see people moving around in their apartment or their condo right before it collapsed. The video was insane. But hey, they've already submitted plans for a new building where that condo was. Plus, follow up on the story we talked about last night about... It might not have been last night. It might have been last week, uh, last Thursday, where we were doing the indictment. Cops have installed cameras at a Vegas home to try to catch the UFOs that keep landing. Plus, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. 
One of one of the best country artists of all fucking time, Garth motherfucking Brooks, has angered conservatives. Apparently with the announcement of five new Chris Gaines albums. <laughs> But it made me very happy. No, that's not the reason they're angry. I, I just wanted to throw that out. All that and more tonight on the Troll Patrol. Live. What's up, fuckers? DJ Dub. Dustin. So glad to see you guys. Yes, we are back to the nightly news now. The nightly news. Warlord called me out on it. We weren't doing it nightly. I hate to be, I'm, I'm not going to be a liar. Can't call me a liar, bitches. Call me a lot of things. You can call him Ron DeMantis. We got a lot of shit to get to. I wanted to, so... What the show looks like going forward, I don't know. Um, it's going to be segmented. And maybe a, a segment on Twitch, if I get Twitch back before the 8 p.m. part, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., we'll do the news. Most of it, okay, so DJ Dub, um, I do have shit going on, and it is me. Devoting myself to my business. I've been devoted to my business for the last three or four months in an attempt to kind of, you know, get my head back over uh, above water. Is that what they call it? And doing well, doing well. Uh, so now I can get back to focusing on the the stream. But Twitch taking me down. My my board, I, st I, I still don't have a new board yet. This is a shitty-ass board. Uh, I don't like doing voiceovers on it. I don't like doing the show on it. Everything about it pisses me off, but I, I, I plow through it. Like, you guys can't tell any difference, but, like, it's night and fucking day, me doing this show right now with, with this board compared to my old board because there's just a lot of features I don't have. But this board cost me, like, $30, whereas I need one that's, you know, three or $400. So it's a lot, it's a lot of things, a lot of things. I got shit going on. Taking a little break from the news as we prepare to get into, you know, 2024 presidential shit. I need to get out of this chair. My ass hurts a lot because, you know, I sit here and, and make videos for other people all day. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. No, let's talk about fucking Trump. Oh, no, that's not what we're starting with tonight. That's not what we're starting with tonight. We have breaking news that made me rearrange the order of stories tonight. Yes, in the last couple of hours, uh, we do have a semblance of justice coming down from New York. Daniel Penny faces up to 15 years on second degree manslaughter charge in the chokehold death of Jordan Neely. Let me go ahead. I'll hit the content warning. We're not going to... Uh, uh, DJ Dub, that's just YouTube. That's just a YouTube thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love the mic. Uh, the mic is not the issue with my board. The mic sounds amazing. The board is a piece of shit. 
So Daniel Penny faces up to 15 years on second degree manslaughter charge and chokehold death of Jordan Neely. Just indicted. Just indicted in the last couple of hours. A grand jury has indicted former Marine Daniel Penny for the chokehold killing of homeless man Jordan Neely during a subway confrontation last month. Even as Penny's attorneys vowed to aggressively defend their client in court. Porg! Yes, the news is incredibly sad. But I'm going to give you some funny shit in the midst of some sad shit. So, like, once we, once we get to the trans stories, I have good shit amongst all the bad shit we're going to talk about. When we do the Trump stories, I've got funny people to make fun of while we're going through it. So, stick with me here. Stick with me. Aggressively defend. Exactly. That's how we ended up in court here. Penny, 24, now faces one charge of second-degree manslaughter and another charge of criminally negligent homicide. The former could put him in state prison for up to 15 years. The second could lead to another four years behind bars. Uh, Penny actually made a video defending himself, and we're going to... That's a fantastic picture of Jordan Neely that I had not seen before. We played the video of him dancing. Penny, in his own words, released a video, I believe it was yesterday. He's going to tell us exactly what he believes happened, his side of the story. So I take the subway multiple times a day. In this instance, I was coming from school. I got out of class around 2.15, and I took the J Street, I was at J Street Metro Tech, took the Uptown F train. Um, at 2nd Avenue, uh, a man came on, stumbled on, he was, appeared to be on drugs. Um, uh, bullshit. Closed, and he ripped his jacket off and, violent, and threw it at the people sitting down to my left. I was listening to music at the time, uh, and he was yelling, so I took my headphones out to hear what he was yelling. And the three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you, I'm prepared to go to jail for life, and I'm willing to die. You know, this is a this was a scary situation, and uh, I this 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 whole I'm prepared to go to life and I'm willing to die. This is the first I'm hearing of that. All of all of the firsthand accounts were uh, I'm hungry, and or I, I think there was something about I'm prepared to go to jail or something, but not go to jail for life. Like this this motherfucker's lying. He really came on. He was he was threatening. He's he's a, I'm six two and he was taller than me. So it was, and there's a common misconception that Marines don't get scared. He was like 140 pounds. One of our core values is courage. And courage is not the absence of fear, but how you handle fear. And, you know, I was scared for myself, but I looked around. I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying, saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still. Some people say that I was holding on to Mr. Neely for 15 minutes. This is not true. I mean, between stops is only a couple minutes. So the whole interaction lasted less than five minutes. Some people say I was trying to choke him to death, which is also not true. I was trying to restrain him. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. I know. Once again, I will point out that UFC refs will will stop a, a sleeper hold within seconds because it is that deadly. Uh, you can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest indicating that he's breathing. I'm trying to restrain him from 
him being able to carry out the threats. And then some people say that this is about race, which is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't see a black man threatening passengers. I saw a man threatening passengers. It's a lot of whom were people of color. A man who helped restrain Mr. Neely was, was a person of color. And then a few days after the incident, I, I read in the papers that uh, a woman of color came out and called me a hero. What, I don't believe that I'm, I'm a hero. You're not, you're a murderer. He was one of those people that I was trying to protect. We were all scared. Mr. Neely was yelling in these passengers' faces and they looked terrified. Um, the reason why there was no video at the start of the altercation was because people were too afraid getting away from him. And the, the, didn't, the videos didn't start until they saw that situation was under control. I knew I had to act and I acted in a way that would protect the other passengers, protect myself, and protect Mr. Neely. I used this hole to- And protect Mr. Neely. Go fuck yourself. Leaving my hand on top of his head to control his body. You can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest indicating that he was still breathing. Not only, not only the, the insinuation that he was on drugs, but the insinuation that he was so much bigger than him. He was like, I'm 6'2 and he was bigger than me. I don't remember how tall Neely was, but I remember that he was 140 pounds. 140 pounds, that's smaller than me. My grip, based on, on the force that he's exerting. And um, I just, I, I mean, I was trying to keep him on the ground as, until the police came. I was praying that the police would come and take the- He was praying. The situation over. I didn't want to be put in that situation, but I couldn't just sit still and let, let him carry out these threats. I mean, you might have actually been justified if, you know, there had been some semblance of violence. But the only person who committed violence that day was you. You don't get to preemptively, oh, I, I was protecting people from the thought uh, uh, that he might be violent. You don't get to do that. The only violent person there that day was you. So congratulations on your indictment. Indicted just a couple of hours ago. This was his picture from when he remanded himself over to the police. I think that happened a couple weeks ago. So the Wednesday decision made by a group of jurors sitting in Manhattan arrives weeks after Neely caught on camera death uh, after arrives weeks after Neely's caught-on-camera death sparked a national firestorm over Penny's actions and intense scrutiny of the floundering mental health system that failed to help his victim. Clinically, good evening. So Penny just uh, indicted today on one charge of second-degree manslaughter and another charge of criminally negligent homicide faces up to 15 years. Also, you guys notice you've got uh, you've got emotes on kick now. I do not have everything. It told me a couple of them were too big. We'll get all the rest of them uploaded. And I thought I had it set to where emotes appeared on screen, at least on YouTube, but apparently I don't. So my apologies. Yes, yes. Someone who kills someone should do time. Checks out. I'm down with that. But the party of law and order thinks that this dude is a hero. 
the what? Chris Lapaco, the king of earned media? Well, king of earned media. I'm the king of the fucking trolls. What's going on? Uh, you think we're talking about you? I had no clue you existed until you commented. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? Still no Twitch porg, but Twitch changed their rules anyway. Even if I was to get my Twitch back, I cannot do this show and be on multiple platforms. We can't do Twitch and be on YouTube. So we're probably going to be on YouTube, Kick, Facebook, Twitter, DLive, Odyssey, maybe Rumble going forward. Ah, uh, Lapaco. Is that how you say your name? You want to earn some media? Do you want to? I do. I take calls. 917-830-4359. You can call in. Does a bang phone should still work. I don't think that was a Twitch thing. I think that's restream. Maybe it was a Twitch thing. <laughs> it used to work. Or you can hop in Discord. You're here to try to uh, to own me. I've had a lot of uh, had a lot of uh, right wingers try to come at me. Not saying you're a right winger. I don't know anything about your. Uh, I don't know anything about your politics. Glad to have you here, though. Thank you for being a freaking follower. I'm Justin Freakin. We do the nightly news. If you want to know about my. Uh, political philosophy, I can sum it up pretty simply. Uh, I'm for whatever uh, political persuasion allows me to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that eye pussy, sir. So, Daniel Penny indicted earlier today. That was the breaking news as we were coming on. Let's get to the other big story of the day. Donald Trump's arraignment yesterday. Everybody's got thoughts. Everybody's got thoughts. From the 2024 presidential candidates to Merrick Garland giving a statement on behalf of the Justice Department. Ooh, even Tucker Carlson. We have Tucker Carlson's thoughts on what happened to Trump. I'm sure that is going to be interesting. Well, let's start it off with the man everyone wants to hear from. This is the dude that was dressed up in a fake jail outfit. Sit outside the federal courthouse in downtown Miami during Tuesday's historic arraignment, walking out of jail this morning. The arrest caught on camera after the man dressed as an inmate in a costume there jumped in front of the former president's motorcade. Now that incident raising safety concerns about how anyone was able to get that close to the former president's motorcade. Yeah, but the Miami Police Department, they're touting a job well done. We have team coverage for you this noon. We want to begin with Julia Bag live outside the jail where that protester walked out not too long ago. <laughs> she was excited about it. Yeah, Roxy, Dominic Santana is charged with disorderly conduct, resistance Roxy. without violence. Our cameras were rolling as he walked out of the Turner Guilford Knight Correctional Center, and he had plenty to say. I bet he did. Prison costume in hand, Dominic Santana stepped out of jail with a new message for former President Donald Trump. It's your day. 
Now you're getting locked up. I got locked up too. <laughs> <laughs> but he came in and out, no bond. I've been there all night. Police arrested the 61-year-old yesterday after he ran in front of Trump's motorcade as it left the federal courthouse in downtown Miami. It happened after Santana had been facing off with Trump supporters. I was running away from the mob that was hitting me, and I just dodged for my safety. And all of a sudden, there's the motorcade, and there's my sign. And then I got tackled down. Simple. Sent Simple. He wanted Trump to see the sign he carried with the words, lock him up. He should have been locked up long time ago. Long, long time ago. He ain't wrong. New York thug. Santana admits it wasn't the first time he tried to approach Trump's car. And as for the officers who shoved him out of the way. They had to do their job. They had to do their job. They didn't know if I was armed. <laughs> no, ACAB means them too. Great job. Wow. Wow. Now Santana told me spending the, the police did a great job, he said. I asked him if he would step out in front of Trump's motorcade again. He told me absolutely. He'd do it all over again. Yeah, he was anti-Trump. He was the anti-Trump protester that we saw yesterday. He had on a fake prison outfit that cracked me up. We, we definitely took notice of him, and we also saw him uh, get arrested. So that was, that was the, uh, the person everybody wanted to hear from from uh, yesterday's proceedings. This, this is one that I didn't know about. We watched Trump go from the courthouse and make a stop at a Cuban restaurant. I think it was a restaurant. It was some kind of Cuban establishment. There was a reporter that asked him a question and was apparently harassed by Trump supporters outside of that establishment. Trump supporters caught on camera uh, cussing out a female reporter for asking ex-pres if he was ready to go to jail. Oh, you got to love the Trump supporters with the, with the Biden jail suit on. I don't know if he has one. I don't know if he needs one. He may have just been released on his own incognizance. Incognizance? Cogn cognizance. Not incognizance. That would be complete. That's the antithesis of the reason why they would release you. <laughs> oh, shit. President uh, Porg, I have actual weed, but that is not what is in my bong. I actually uh, scraped all of the, the, the side weed off of my, my bowls because I have like one. It is, it is glorious. It is, it is glorious looking. You guys ready for this? This is called cookies and cream. Oh, you like the camera's not focused on it. It's got really black hairs and really bright crystals on it. So I'm saving that for after the stream, after I settle in, after I eat. I've been smoking on my scraps and resin and shit since then. That's that's what's in the bong. The the this pipe, real pot, and I just finished it off as we were coming on. Bong, resin, and scraps and shit.
still totally do the job. I believe I'm going to get to go on Friday, but it might be Saturday. So clinically, I might owe you an apology. I might have needed to to <laughs> to save just a, what? Because I thought today was Thursday all fucking day, and it's not. It's Wednesday. So it's kind of throwing me off a little bit. But anyway, yes, cl fair enough. Clinically, I've I've yet to I've yet to see you be wrong. So this was at that Cuban establishment that we saw yesterday where Trump stopped and did like a campaign event, did a photo op on his way to the airport before he went to Bedminster to give the, the speech we watched last night. A reporter dared ask him a hard question, uh, a hard question, uh, more like taunting him. President Trump, are you ready to go to jail? President Trump! They're pushing her, they called her a stupid bitch. President Trump, are you ready to go? Now, now, maybe a Trump supporter. But whoever had those pants on, they're cool. Those pants are fucking cool. Look at those. I'd wear those. Look! Look at that! I totally I would I would wear an outfit just consisting of that fabric. Looks like it's it's silky. It's gonna let a breeze go through. It looks fucking pimp as shit. He is not. Apparently, according to insiders, he is quite worried. Very, very worried about what's going on. Let's hear from somebody who knows him well. Anthony Scaramucci. Anthony Scaramucci says that Trump is stressed over the indictment and actually predicts, I would indeed wear them. Scarmucci predicts that Trump will drop out of the 2024 presidential race. Now, that would be in line with what I have predicted, that he will be too encumbered with legal entanglements to be a factor come this time next year. I didn't say he will drop out of the race. I just said he will be too encumbered with legal entanglements to be a factor in the race come this time next year. But Anthony Scaramucci... Uh, affectionately known as The Mooch. A former White House communications director for ex-president Donald Trump said on Monday that Trump is stressed about his indictment on federal charges and predicted the Republican frontrunner will eventually end his 2024 presidential campaign over his legal woes. Trump surrendered to authorities in Miami on Tuesday where he was arrested and arraigned in federal court. Scaramucci, who served just 11 days as Trump... I can't even remember why it was only 11 days. Why was he only in there 11? He was like the best person they, they ever hired to work in the Trump administration. <laughs> Why was it only 11? It, probably because he was the best person they ever hired. 
Served 11 days as Trump's communications director before he was fired by the foreign president. He said he believes his old boss is concerned about the federal indictment. I know President Trump's personality reasonably well. Remember, it wasn't just 11 days for me. It was 71 campaign stops and a full year's worth of work, Scaramucci said. He does not like this. He is stressed about it. And there you can see Scaramucci sniffing his finger after he scratched his balls. I do have some uh, advice for you, Anthony Scaramucci. Life is too short to walk this earth for a gracias Wash your ass. Man, I've missed this shit. I've missed you guys. I've missed doing this shit. Feels so good to be back. Ah. Uh. Let's get, let's get, um, let's get the rundown from the man who is really pulling the strings behind the Republican Party. Here's the, hold on. Difficulties here. In case you missed it, Tucker Carlson has redebuted his show. It is now on Twitter. This is my first time. This is my first time watching him since. Since he's made the jump to Twitter, this was Tucker Carlson's thoughts last night on the Trump arraignment. Tucker Carlson, the Biden administration arrested. Did he just start the show with Tucker Carlson? Did he just come on and like scream Tucker Carlson? <laughs> Did like a Steve Holt. <laughs> oh, fuck. He just, he popped on the screen. Tucker Carlson. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Biden administration. Fuzzy face. Donald Trump this afternoon. They had him arraigned and fingerprinted in a Miami courthouse like the accused felon he now technically is. These were the first yeah. steps in a process that is designed to put Donald Trump behind bars for the rest of his life. <laughs> Cable News. Good. Every moment of it live. It's on. Well, so did I. So did I. But they weren't shocked. They knew this was coming. Everyone who's paid attention knew it was. What just happened was always going to happen. It's been inevitable since February 16th, 2016. That's the day Donald Trump made a blood enemy of the largest and most powerful organization in human history, which would be the federal government. Despite what you may remember, it wasn't anything that Trump had said about immigration or trade with China or rapists from Mexico. Those are the stories that dominated the headlines that year. Trump's a racist, they screamed. Stop him. But inside Washington, that was just noise. None of it really raided. Identity politics doesn't mean much to permanent Washington. What matters then and now is foreign policy, the invasions and occupations and proxy wars. He ain't wrong on that one. Determine which global populations will thrive and which will die. The policies that come with trillion dollar price tags. The ones that, over time, have made the counties around D.C. the richest suburbs in the world. 
In Washington, that's what actually matters. And it's obvious when you look carefully. And that's well, that's the fucking that's the fucking danger of right wing propaganda is there's there's going to be a, a shade of truth in there. Like he ain't wrong on that point. But the shit that he's going to say after this, like it's going to be the wrong policy prescriptions. It's going to be the wrong motives. It's going to be the wrong wrong framing of the argument. It's going to be ahistorical. Everything that he's getting ready to say following the salient point that he actually made to start off with. Thing else, for example, the debt ceiling, both sides take their assigned positions and they start yelling. But when Congress decides to start a war, no matter how foolish or counterproductive or obviously disconnected from America's core interests that war may be, when that happens, the leaders of both parties automatically jump behind it like circus clowns. And then they stay there, sometimes for decades. They defend that war. And this is, this is, this is maddening to me because this motherfucker I, I am far closer to a pacifist than Tucker Carlson, I'm certain. I don't even, I don't even think that he has values or, or principles that he's standing on. But on behalf of autocratic interests, Russia and Hungary and the, the people that back Tucker Carlson, he is taking aim at U.S. involvement in wars to help people. Well, while properly diagnosing the the gross uh, um, the gross exploitation that the military industrial complex uh, asserts, God, this is also frustrating. Relentlessly against all evidence, until somebody finally rings the all clear bell. And they can begin to admit that actually, maybe it wasn't such a great idea. We meant well, but it just didn't work out. The good news is- Remember, Tucker was, was pro-Iraq war. In the end, they usually do say something like that, but only after emotions have cooled and the damning details have begun to fade from collective memory. It's an apology that's not actually an apology, much less repentance, and it's years too late to matter in any case. But until then, that's all you're getting. Until then, no dissent is allowed. That's the first rule of Washington. But somehow Trump didn't bother to follow it. He is from out of town, so maybe he didn't know it was a rule, or maybe he just didn't care. Either way, seven and a half years later, we can point to the precise moment that permanent Washington decided to send Donald Trump to prison. Here it is. It's from the Republican candidates debate in Greenville, South Carolina. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized right. the Middle East. They lied. Okay. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none. And they knew there were none. There were no weapons of mass right. okay. destruction. Okay. Numerous Democrats have said exactly that. But the, the perma government or whatever he called it would arrest Donald Trump because he said that. Because they're being ran by the Democrats who have also said that. All right, go. We should never have been in Iraq, Trump said. We destabilized the Middle East. Now, by the time Trump said that, a lot of Republican primary voters were starting to reach the same conclusion. How could they not? But it was the next line that doomed Trump to today's arrest. They lied, he said. There were no weapons of mass destruction, and they knew there were none. 
Now, when he said that, a few in the crowd booed. Most just sat there in silence, stunned. Can he say that? We knew that at the time! And by saying that, he sealed his fate. That was the one thing you were not allowed to say, because it implicated too many people on both sides, which on this topic is really just one side. Hillary Clinton was guilty of it, but so was Paul Ryan. All of them were guilty. They all knew they all lied. And to a person, they hated Donald Trump for exposing them. After that, it was pretty clear that even if- I am not sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hillary Clinton at the time would have been a senator. I don't remember what committee she was on. If she was on like the intelligence committee or the foreign affairs committee. I don't think Hillary Clinton would have known, nor was she in a position to have any say in the invasion of Iraq. Neither would Paul Ryan, but like, Tucker, didn't you support the Bush administration, the ones that actually did the shit you're talking about? Hard time controlling the federal government he was supposed to be in charge of. Most of permanent Washington decided that thwarting Trump was the single most important mission in their lives. Everything depended on it. Many of them said so publicly, but others didn't say so publicly. In fact, the stealthier ones took another path. They ran toward Trump. Tucker looks like a frog. They sucked up to him. They ingratiated themselves to the man they intuitively understood was susceptible to flattery, which Trump is. And they did this in order to subvert his new administration from the inside. There were a number of these, and you could spot them immediately. They were flatterers. Invariably, the ones who flattered Trump the most hated him the most and disagreed the most strongly with his views. You saw them in the hall. You guys just hear what I just heard? He, he, he's talking about Trump sycophants that behind his back hate him. Tucker, we've read your text messages. We know you hate Trump and, and suck him off live on air because your followers like him. He really is doing this into a mirror, isn't he? Always at the White House and at press conferences. They were there slobbering over their boss with elaborate self-abasement, as if they were addressing a monarch or a god. It was a scene from the Ottoman court. It was filthy and decadent, and it was false. Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Lindsey Graham in the Congress. They all called Trump a visionary genius up until the moment he lost power. And then they unsheathed their real agenda, as always the neocon war agenda, and they piled on with maximum force. Here's Mike Pompeo, for example, on Fox News this morning. President Trump had classified documents where he shouldn't have had them, and then when given the opportunity to return them, he chose not to do that for whatever reason. When somebody identifies that, you gotta turn them in. And so that's just, that's inconsistent with protecting America's soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines. And if the allegations are true, some of these were pretty serious, important documents, and so that's wrong. May future historians hoping to unlock the mysteries of late Empire Washington study that clip because it will reveal everything. That very same Mike Pompeo, the one who's sneering at Donald Trump on TV this morning, that guy served Donald Trump as both CIA director and as Secretary of State. Those are the two most powerful jobs in the federal government. And as he worked... Just to sh what a raging fucking hypocrite this dude is. So he actually said that his text messages 
revealed that he loved Trump, even though he specifically said he hated Trump. Uh, in one text exchange with a fellow Fox employee, Carlson said of Trump, I hate him passionately. We are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. Carlson wrote in a text to an unidentified Fox employee on January 4th, 2021. But then goes on the air and says that he spent years defending his policies and he's going to spend, uh, defend them again tonight. And actually, I'm pretty straightforward. I love Trump. Like, as a person, I think Trump is funny and insightful. That's what he said after saying that he hated him passionately. And now Tucker goes on his Twitter show and talks about people who are two-faced. Wild. I just, if there is anyone watching me right now that believes that Tucker Carlson is a honest actor, please look, look up the text from the Dominion lawsuit. He, he proved himself to be a raging hypocrite. Chainsaw, good evening. In those jobs, Pompeo promised, in fact, he swore to support the president's agenda. Why? because that's the way a democracy works. You vote for a candidate in the belief that his appointees will carry out the policies that you voted for. It's not about the president, it's about you, the voter. But Pompeo didn't do that. He didn't even try to do that. In fact, he undermined Trump's often stated commitment to peace and non-intervention abroad at every turn. His every waking hour was devoted to fomenting war in some faraway foreign country or other. Iran, Syria, Russia, North Korea, the list goes on. But rather than telling Trump that he disagreed with his ideas, as a man would, Pompeo toadied up to Trump, a man he despised, in the oiliest, most over-the-top way imaginable. Ask anyone who worked in that White House. No, sir! The most odious, uh, over-the-top way imaginable is you, right now. I am witnessing it on Twitter at the time. Who is the appointee most likely to tell Donald Trump on a daily basis that he was handsome, virile, sleek, and powerful? Mike Pompeo. That will be the consensus answer. Those of us who saw firsthand Pompeo's relentless kowtowing will never forget it. It was indelibly repulsive. No one with self-respect could do something like that, but Mike Pompeo did it effortlessly with relish and verve. Now, this same person is telling Fox News viewers that he fears for the safety of our military, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, in the approved phrase, because Donald Trump took some classified documents home and didn't immediately return them to the National Archives? What a lie that is. Mike Pompeo knows that's a lie. He spent his entire life in Washington. Washington is a city where internal memos about Labor Day are classified because everything is classified. Your government has classified more than a billion federal documents, most of them boring. Once again, this is back to, like, that's true. Lock them away in secret where you can't see them because you may be an American citizen, but not really, and therefore you don't have the necessary clearances to know what's going on. And by the way, none of this is done in order to make America safer, any more than COVID restrictions were designed to keep you healthy. 
No, it's a caste system. That's the point. And you're the untouchable in this hierarchy. Mike Pompeo knows that. Everybody who works in Washington knows that. How many secret documents do you think Dick Cheney took home? Once again, if there's anybody watching me who might consider Tucker Carlson an honest actor, he's talking about a caste system when he is the heir to the Swanson Frozen Foods fortune. His, his, somebody tell me what his real name is, like his full fucking name. It's Tucker something Kennedy Renholt Swanson Bigaduck the third or some shit like that. Seriously. Fucking shit. Calm with him while he was running the Iraq war. How many did his wife read? She never had a clearance. We'll never know the answer because there is no chance Dick Cheney will ever be investigated or his staffers will be told to wear wires in his presence. He will never be indicted for this. Please indict! Please indict Dick Cheney! Please! We've been fucking 20 fucking years I've been screaming for it. Oh. Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. Dick Cheney is a neocon. Donald Trump is not. Dick Cheney supports war with Russia. Trump does not. That's the difference. The rest is just a distraction. The prosecution of Donald Trump is transparently political. He's literally Joe Biden's main political opponent. He's polling over 60% among Republican voters right now. So Joe Biden is doing Come what on, no president man. has ever dared to do. He's using law enforcement to lock up his chief rival. That's happening right now. Anyone who denies it's happening is lying to you. But actually, it's worse. I'm going to deny that it's happening because that's the reason why a special case. You're lying to your audience. And that's why it's such a disservice. Like, I, I have ethics. So I feel the need that when I'm doing a story to try to point out as, as much nuance as I can to actually uh, properly represent the other side of the argument. This motherfucker does it. Saying that Joe Biden is locking up his political opponent is just absolutely absurd because that's the reason why there was a special counsel. An apolitical appointee, separate from the Justice Department, which is political, to oversee the investigation, plain and simple. He was indicted by a jury of his peers. And to, to state otherwise is to make a mockery of our legal system, you gigantic piece of shit. Worse than that. Trump's prosecution isn't just political, it's ideological. Nobody with Trump's views is allowed to have power in this country. Criticize our wars and- They're the only people that have power in this fucking country. That's the message Washington is sending. Not just the Democratic Party is sending, but both parties are sending. Like so many Republicans, for example, the supposedly conservative governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, spent yesterday totally ignoring the destruction of the American justice system. Instead, he signed a highly important bill called the Crown Act which according to the celebratory tweet Abbott sent- Wait, memory, he's turned on Abbott now? Prohibit discrimination based on textures and hairstyles historically associated with race. Fantastic! In other words, in Texas, cornrows are now protected by law. Good! Unapproved views about Ukraine is not. That's fine with most elected Republicans. They find- No, 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 having unapproved views about a Ukraine is protected by the First Amendment, motherfucker.
you you stupid pieces. You're on Twitter, reaching millions. I don't know how many Emmy views does this have. Seventy four point nine million views, which is seventy nine point four million people did not watch this. I assure you. Find Trump tiresome and embarrassing. Their donors hate him. They will not be sad if he dies in jail. But what about voters? What are they learning from this spectacle? Well, mostly they're learning that they have no power at all because nobody cares about them. But they already knew that. Unlike so many of our elected leaders, they have been to America recently. They know what it looks like. Have you seen it? If you've got a few days this summer, find out. Take a road trip and see for yourself. Drive 500 miles in any direction and then come home. How are things looking? Well, they should look great. The federal government spent six and a half trillion dollars last year. That's more than any government has ever spent ever. So at the very least, you would expect pristine public roads. Oh, no, that's not. I don't think that's actually true. I think, well, in terms of money printed, Trump eclipses Biden the, the last year, which needed to happen with the carriage package. That's splitting here. What do you see when you drive around this country? There are potholes and Jersey barriers everywhere. Looks like Tegucigalpa before the Chinese decided to rebuild. But you guys call fucking fixing roads socialism. China buying our roads. So they're falling apart. You'd think the people you would pass on your road trip would look happy and prosperous. Again, this is a very rich country. But a lot of them don't. Quite a few appear to be strung out on drugs. You see them shuffling by shuttered storefronts in small towns. And you wonder, as you see all of this, where did all the money go? It's certainly not here. Well, it's in Washington. It's in Fairfax and Loudoun counties and in leafy, perfectly manicured Northwest DC. And of course, a huge chunk of it went to Ukraine, to Zelensky and his friends. Not because you voted for that. You didn't vote to give it to them. You never would. But because Joe Biden and his many allies, from Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell to Paul Ryan and every single news anchor on all of television, all of them believe that Ukraine, its borders, its future, its infrastructure are all more important than the town that you live in. They sincerely think that, and it's obvious. Everyone in power thinks that. <laughs> what? Whatever else you say about him, Trump is the one guy with an actual shot of becoming president who dissents from Washington. We're sitting here watching Tucker Carlson and a dude pops in and is like, is this left-wing lib shit? Trying to take over kick? Fuck, right-wingers are morons. <laughs> Pop in, see somebody watching Tucker Carlson, automatically assume they're a, they're a lib. Washington's long-standing, pointless war agenda. And for that, that one fact, they're trying to take Trump out before you can vote for him. And that should upset you more than anything that's happened in uh, American politics. Fourth, I would assume everybody in my chat hates liberals too. So, good on you. Voting for Donald Trump, because you're right, and a lot of good people feel that way. Even still... The destruction of our democracy, which is the right of voters to support any candidate they want, even candidates who don't want war with Russia, the destruction of that should keep you up. Well, fourth, you sound you sound like a fun person. Why don't you give us a call, 917-830-4359, or hop in the Discord. Please tell me why you think I am dog shit. I would love to know. 917-830-4359 or you can hop in the Discord.
debate right here. I mean, phone lines are open, my friend. Discord is open. Richard is literally a communist. I look like a Nazi. What, because of my because of my bald head? I had to shave my head because Trump got arrested. <laughs> Bless your little heart. My friend, Maynard is not impressed with your uh, attempt at trolling me. No, I had long hair until just like a couple months ago. And I'll have long hair again. We're doing, uh, we're doing bald boy summer. And then we're going to grow the hair back out. So it's just temporary. Are you, are you calling in? Or are you getting in the discord? I support you supporting Ukrainian flag. Where do you see a Ukrainian flag? Do I have a Ukrainian flag anywhere? My position on Ukraine would probably be a hell of a lot more um, complex than support or not support. My friend, I, I, I assure you, I've, I've thought about the issue a lot more than you have. But once again, are you going to call in or are you going to get in the Discord? Because if not, we're going to move on. We're going to go back to doing the news. We'll find out what that news be doing. Right-wingers really need to learn to feel embarrassment. I've also got some other really good advice for you. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. I mean, I believe that Ukraine has the right to defend itself. I even believe that the U.S. should probably assist it with that. Beyond that, my views get a little more complex. I don't think any, uh, I don't think Raytheon or Boeing or any number of Lockheed Martin, any number of the, the defense contractors I can name off should be profiting from that. So th those are two different views, you understand? But that's, that's consistent with the position I've always taken. But yeah, my, my, uh, Chad is probably, uh, far more to the left than I am. Yeah, I, right-wingers are, are so fucking fickle. They want to come in, they want to talk shit, but they never want to man up. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. Absolutely is. Now, Tucker Carlson accused the Biden administration of locking up their political opponent. I would like to present to you Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is going to counter that claim that Tucker Carlson made and that Trump made last night when we watched his speech. Head straight to Attorney General Merrick Garland. He's delivering remarks. Uh, hoping so to take questions and hear his response to the indictment Justice of Department former president donald trump to both independence and accountability mr smith is a veteran career prosecutor he has assembled a group of experienced and talented prosecutors 
and agents who share his commitment to integrity and the rule of law. Any questions about this matter will have to be answered by their filings in court. Experts uh, in extremism had feared there would be unrest in Miami this week. Uh, some people are saying... Fuzzy Face brings up a very good point, and we're, gonna, we're going to address that later. Harrison Ford was asked what you should do to a Nazi. Harrison, asked, Harrison Ford was asked about his position on punching Nazis. Saying it's because the Justice Department has been so assertive in prosecuting rioters on January 6th that we have not seen a repeat of that violence. Do you agree with that assessment? All I can say is we live in a democracy. These kind of matters are adjudicated through the judicial system. The Justice Department will be vigilant to ensure that there are no threats of violence or actual violence. Can you give the American public a very clear sense of what exactly your role was in the indictment process, just so people can understand what that role is? And then secondarily, uh, given the historic and extraordinary nature of the case, uh, explain to people, if you would, why this was the best and most appropriate step that was taken and why there were no other alternatives. Um, I'm trying to remember the first first question. Exactly, your role. Yes, so my role is completely consistent with the regulations that set forth the responsibilities to the Attorney General under the special uh, counsel regulations, and I followed uh, those regulations. Uh, with respect to the second question, this again is asking for particulars, and I'm not going to be able to comment. Um, um, all of the uh, comments on this will have to come in filings in court. That's all we have time for. Thank you. Thank you all. That's all we have time for. There you go. As I stated earlier, Garland reiterating uh, Jack Smith's impartiality and the reason why he was appointed as special counsel. Now, let's hear from several of Trump's rivals in the 2024 primary about their response to Trump's arraignment yesterday. So... Starting off with Chris Christie. I think we actually watched part of this the other day. You like Donald Trump or you don't like Donald Trump. This conduct is inexcusable, in my opinion, for somebody who wants to be president of the United States. If this indictment is true, if what it says is actually the case, President Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security. Yeah. Welcome back to America Decides. While the majority of Republicans continue to defend Donald Trump, several 2024 competitors have shown new openness to at least criticize him a bit. Maura Gillespie and Joel Payne join us now. Maura is the founder of Blue Stack Strategies and previously served as an advisor to former Republican House Speaker John Boehner and former Illinois Congressman Adam Kinzinger. Joel, a Democratic strategist as well as a CBS News political contributor and the chief communications officer move on. Great to have you both here. I want to start with something that former House Speaker Paul Ryan said earlier today on CBS Mornings because this reporter at least believes that's kind of where all of this is headed. Let's just take a listen to what he said. I've been a never again Trumper for some time now. Yeah. So no, I'm not a I'm not a Trump fan. Uh, I want to win. And if we nominate Trump, we're going to lose. Uh, he hasn't won anything since 2016. Mm -hmm. We lost the House in 18. We lost the presidency in 20. We've lost the Senate. We would have won the Senate this time in 22 had it not been for Trump and his his nominees in some of our key primary elections. Is he wrong, Maura? No. I mean, that's really the problem here is that the Republican Party cannot afford another 2020 Trump. 
let alone what he's done in the previous or past elections. So if we want to win, which I would assume Republicans want to win, they need to pick somebody else. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is notable that despite all that, he continues to enjoy sustained support. Um, I, I, I think the one notable shift this week probably came from Nikki Haley, uh, who on Monday, at least, signaled that she has real concerns now with the substance of the uh, accusations against him, calling out concerns about national security, the fact that her husband's deploying mm -hmm. as part of the South Carolina National Guard to Africa for about a year or for several months uh, shortly. Um, is she seeing something now that the others... I'm sure what they're talking about is very important, but once again, this is me as a broadcaster with the framing. Don't put the dude that was probably a linebacker in high school closest to the camera and then put the the woman that's going to blow away in the wind further away from the camera. It's called perspective. Things that are closer to the camera are going to appear much, much larger than things that are further away from the camera. That is why that dude looks gigantic and she looks itty bitty. Sorry. Sorry. May pick up on or is she perhaps just trying to create a new lane for herself given that, you know, there's a chance to score headlines this week if you express criticism for him as a Republican? I think something people did which I would say it was maybe not the best approach. He could eat her like a snack without the without the camera playing that kind of trick. People put out statements for and against without having read the details of the indictment. Take a beat. Take a minute. Honestly, what Vice President Pence did was saying, let's read the details of this indictment so we know exactly what he's being charged with. So if they had just taken a minute to wait to respond and set out statements, she could have gone out with this approach and been a... And she is on her own lane right now, but I think more will follow. I just wish that people had waited to to chime in until they had the details. Yeah. And Joel, uh, White House on Tuesday, at least, the president had meetings with the Secretary General NATO. They popped a surprise meeting, apparently, with the president of Uruguay. He was hosting a Juneteenth concert. They're trying to keep him almost completely out of the news, sort of in a push to sort of have the American public almost forget that he exists until next year when he faces whoever the Republican is. I mean, this keep the head down, ignore it as much as possible strategy. Do you think it's working or does he need yes, to say more? I do. I think it's working. One, I think it is true to what Joe Biden's promises to the American people that he's going to support an independent judiciary. It's triangulated by those. Okay. Superpower to kind of be fair enough. Call, fair enough. Um, to be able, as I like to say, Joe Biden, he can have a conversation with any American. He can be, he could be welcome at any dinner table. They might not agree with him, but he's welcome there. And that's a superpower. But to me, Ed, the big question here is, does political gravity still apply? Okay. Does political gravity apply to Donald Trump, to the Republican no. 2024 primary field? Typically, a candidate with this much baggage is eventually, particularly peaking this early, is not going to be able to last throughout the entire primary campaign without having somebody. This is Donald Trump. Them. Does political gravity still apply? And I think that's what we're all kind of trying to figure out. And even me, as someone who's not a Republican, just a political observer, I'm trying to figure out does political gravity still apply? Because also, Donald Trump has been in front of the American people a lot, not just as an indicted former president, but just as a political candidate. Right. Oh, our right winger, probably. We weren't giving him attention. Uh, you know, we have seen sustained support for Trump among congressional leadership, most especially in the House. There's some in the Senate, uh, but much less so. In fact, Senate 
authority leader. He has a way with people, DJ Dub. Like, he really does. Like, he's very personable. What could potentially tip the scales against the former the, president there? With the thing about Biden, like, he would not be such a toxic figure if it wasn't for the right-wing media making him out to be such a toxic figure. I, I I can't imagine that if it hadn't have been for, you know, the disdain that Trump... Because like, I, I feel like so much of what they do to Biden is like, oh yeah, well you did this to Trump, well we're going to do this to Biden. Like that feels like that's, that's very much in their political calculation. We're going to get into that when they introduce articles of impeachment. Here, here, we're going to watch the videos of that here in just a few minutes. His congressional supporters. Right, and you're seeing a lot of senators who are openly endorsing other candidates and that are not Donald Trump. So my hope is that it does inspire some congressional Republicans to chime in and say, you know what, we don't want to keep losing. And that's the narrative that I, you know, Paul Ryan mentioned, but I know that Ron DeSantis has mentioned Trump is losing and we are losing because of He's a loser. It could impact their uh, congressional races and to get behind a different candidate that could actually win. Uh, so that'll be an important part of looking ahead to 2024 and beyond. Does complacency. I don't know that there is a candidate that could win on the Republican side other than a demagogue like Trump that animates the very worst. The very worst in people. I, Trump brings a lot of independents that wouldn't otherwise vote Republican. They wouldn't otherwise vote. So you subtract that from Trump's vote total, and I don't know that he would have enough to push him, or that any other candidate would have enough to push them over the line. The Republican brand has been toxic since, as I, I brought it up the other day, in, in 2009, 2010, you couldn't get people to admit that they, they supported George W. Bush. It was wild. So I, it's weird to see this this lasting impact of Trump in our politics, but I don't. I think it's unique to Trump. I I think the rules of politics, the gravity of politics that that the one commentator was discussing, it still applies to everybody else. It's just Trump. Mention Mike Pence. Mike Pence uh, took a wait and see approach. In, in terms of the indictment last week when he was approached for comment. So now that we've waited and seen, let's see what Mike Pence has to say. He went on with uh, right-wing nut job Clay Travis. The libs shouldn't love George W. Well, the libs do. The left still does not like George W. Bush. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton to absolute, and of course... Of course they're right-wing idiots. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Those two fucking names. You pre like, if my name was Buck Sexton, I couldn't get on here and talk about trans rights. I'd have to be a fucking right-wing moron. The name, the name demands it. But Mike Pence went on with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, and apparently it got pretty contentious. Uh, you you yeah. directly answered it. So... Let's presume you're fortunate enough to take oath of office January 2025. You become the next president of the United States. Donald yeah. Trump is convicted of what I think you would agree are clearly, to a large degree, political-based charges. 
He is facing time in prison. Maybe they even put handcuffs on him and walk him into a prison. Would you can't wait from those federal charges? Well, first off, I, uh, uh, these are serious charges. And as I said, I can't defend what's been alleged, but the president does deserve to make his defense. And I would say to each one of you, look, I've, I've been a former governor. Um, uh, I've actually granted pardons uh, to people. Um, and I take the pardon authority very seriously. It's an enormously important power of someone in an executive position. And uh, uh, I, I just think it's premature to have any conversation about that right now, guys. I really Why would you? But hold on. Let me just ask. That's a perfectly you. reasonable position. I think as a matter of principle. I think as a matter of principle. If you believe, as, as both Buck and I do, that Donald Trump is being prosecuted to a large extent for political basis. Buddy, he clearly doesn't believe that. 240-plus year history of the United States, that we are setting an awful precedent here. And I think it's important to look at this even before the case has taken place. You've read the indictment. You know what the allegations are. They are serious. Right. But right. to me, what... How is it not political of them... To say that before the case even takes place, we should throw it out. How is that not strictly political on your part? This is the party of law and order, by the way. Is gained by allowing Donald Trump to be put in prison in the event he was he was convicted. Is we lose infinitely more by not just taking a principled stand and saying as a matter of principle... This shouldn't happen. I'm not going to allow it. To me, if you're the executive, you are the ultimate decider. With all due respect, when you aren't telling us what your decision would the be. The due respect is none. Question and, and, and frankly, not stepping up on the, on the front of leadership, which in the past you've been willing to do. So I, I, to me, not answering is a no. Well, look, I, <laughs> number one, I don't think you know what the president's defense is, do you? I mean, what are the facts? I mean, look, we either believe in our judicial process in this country or we don't. We either stand by the rule of law or we don't. I just uh, – what I would tell you is I think as someone who but has – But what I'm hearing is you're fine with Donald Trump being put think, in prison, sir, and that to me – If he's guilty. president feels pretty guys, disrespectful. Look, I, I had a standard rule. I don't talk about hypotheticals. Look, we don't know what the president's defense here is. I think he's entitled to make his defense, entitled to have his day in court. And uh, look, let's you know, let's take it one step at a time. But I, I would just tell you that I. I uh, it, but if you, you know can, that you these are political charges, and you do, you, this is not a. And you do, and you do. He says. I think we've yeah. gotten what we're going to get here in terms of an answer to this one. Um, yeah, I, I just think you, any. I think any conclusion by anyone running for the presidency of the United States that would prejudge. The facts in this case, or prejudge the investigation into President Biden or his family, is premature. Let's let let's let the process play out. Let's follow the facts, and I promise you, as President of the United States, I'll do just that. That was a perfectly reasonable answer on Mike Pence's part. Like for once, I agree with Mike Pence. And that is how batshit fucking insane right wing media has gone. That they think they can just bully. The former vice president into shirking the rule of law. It's astounding to me. The other night we did a rundown of 2024 presidential candidates and one that I left off was Asa Hutchinson. Asa Hutchinson. 
He says we should not be discussing pardons for the former president. He is correct. Cracks in the solid GOP support for Donald Trump beginning to appear as more Republican senators and presidential campaign challengers are starting to criticize, a little tentatively, his handling of classified documents. Some candidates like Mike Pence, Tim Scott, and Nikki Haley are criticizing the prosecution and still starting very tentatively, as I say, taking issue with how defense documents were apparently stored at Mar-a-Lago with those graphic photographs we saw in the indictment. Nikki Haley is now saying Mr. Trump was reckless, but at the same time, same time, she's speaking in favor of a potential pardon for him if he's convicted. I think it would be terrible for the country to have a former president in prison for years because of a documents case. That's something you see in a third world country. I saw that at the United Nations. She's on with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. From the start, Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson have been the most critical. And joining me now is Republican presidential candidate Asa Hutchinson, the former Arkansas governor, congressman, and former federal prosecutor. Welcome very much, Governor. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Andrew. Well, you have not hesitated. Uh, so what is your reaction to Nikki Haley saying that she would pardon him, already saying she would pardon him? Well, it surprises me. Uh, the pardon power of the president is so important to our justice system, but it's always considered after, generally after uh, a conviction or uh, whenever this elements of justice require it. It shouldn't be a part of a political campaign. That's the most important thing. It's simply not damn right. discussing a pardon whenever we really have not gotten the facts out. And so uh, that's not something that uh, I think it should be discussed. I'm certainly opposed to it in part of the uh, campaign for president. Uh, Chris Christie was on Fox News today and giving his reaction. Ladies and gentlemen, Steelers has chimed in with Bidens are corrupt. Proving yet again that right-wingers fucking morons. <laughs> and we're, we're, and we're sheep. We're sheep. Uh, to some... Uh, you'll get banned for that shit. Get the fuck out of here, you bigot. I don't if anyone on YouTube wants to toss him, you can. It's detailed in that indictment. It's reckless. It's harmful to, to American national security. And it doesn't show the kind of judgment that you need to be an effective president. What's your reaction to that? Because in the polls, at least, it shows that Republicans... As a whole, 61% or more are solidly behind the president, criticizing the Justice Department and the prosecutor. Well, because that's what right wing media is telling them. This motherfucker, this motherfucker comes in here, calls me a sheep. He's probably watching Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, who just thought that they could bully the, the former vice president into accepting their position that you should ignore the rule of law. I love that D's nuts popped out to teabag you. Oh, fucking shit. Ah, oh, did you yeet him, DJ Dub? Usually he's harmless, but you come in here and start talking about how trans women look like clowns. You look like a fucking clown. DJ Dub popped his cherry. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, I see. I need. I need the. 
I need to do the Final Fantasy Victory Fanfare. Especially because, like, I'm all stoked for Final Fantasy now. Man, 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 you have never seen, you have not seen a gaming community go from, like, hating on a game to be, like, completely against it. All the Final Fantasy groups I'm in, they were, they were so cynical about, uh, 16. That fucking demo dropped and everybody just about-faced. Oh my god, I'm so excited. That was so awesome. And it was awesome. It was awesome. Raven Poe playing Diablo. Is that the new Diablo that just came out that had the best, the best fucking marketing campaign of all time? <laughs> Diablo 4. Welcome to hell, New York. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Uh, I am currently just dicking around with Final Fantasy VII Remake, just waiting for next week. All mods are bastards. Your badge? Is there a badge that comes with it? I don't... Like, YouTube does give a... You need to sub, you get a badge, or membership, whatever it is. Yes, Richard, you're right. Healthy skepticism was warranted. I did not like Final Fantasy. And I had, like, okay, this was my thing is I wasn't excited for Final Fantasy 16. I was, like, trying to uh, to get myself hyped up for it up until the demo. And then, like, the demo really is, like, I'm excited now. I, I am very stoked for next Thursday. But I knew that, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake is excellent. Like, the combat is fun as fuck. I really enjoyed it. So I was I was cautiously optimistic about 16. Yeah, they didn't have to burn Canada to do that. Yeah, the fucking Diablo. What the hell? Oh my god. So um I had a I had a video conference with a client today, and like the first thing he asked was like, oh, where are you located? And I told him. I was like, where are you at? And he's like, oh, we're in upstate New York. <laughs> I was like, how's the air up there right now? Yeah, well, okay, with Remake, like, the shit that they added to it, I could have done without. Like, none of the new characters are memorable. None of the None of the new story beats are memorable, but they're also not a big part of the game. <laughs> the, the, like... It, it takes you away from, like, the traditional story of Final Fantasy VII just long enough to where, like, you, you stumble into the next scene that's, like, all the beats from the original game and it just makes you, like, <gasps> ah, member Barry out again. So I highly, highly recommend Final Fantasy VII, which is not a remake. It's a sequel. I'm, I'm pretty confident that this is not... that the story of Final Fantasy VII exists... Separate from this story that they're telling. That's my fan theory on it. I don't I don't think I'm the only one that thinks that. I'm pretty sure. Like there's there's a lot of people that are like Aerith is gonna is gonna live in this one. And like I, it may very well be possible. Because this it, this isn't a remake of Final Fantasy VII. Anyway, anyway. You got you guys got me nerding out about video games, Jesus.
I was very sad that you don't actually get to play as Red in the end of the the first one. And yeah, they did in the in the trailer they dropped. They didn't show you Sid. They didn't show you Vincent. I'm assuming all of them will be playable and you'll get to switch them out kind of like 10 maybe. I was hoping that 16 would have multiple characters, but it doesn't. You switch out your different, uh, they're called icons in this one. You know, guardian forces or aeons or whatever, depending on the, on which iteration of the game it is. Icons in this one, you switch out your different icons and that's pretty fun. Anyway, God damn it. Get me off the news. Also, also we, we're not done with, uh, We're not done with Trump stories yet. Here, here is the best one. This is of all the Trump stuff we've done tonight. This is this is the thing I've been looking forward to the most. NWA World Champion Tyrus, formerly known as Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus in WWE, is a Fox News commentator. And he's big mad at Hillary Clinton. So critics are pointing to this ridiculousness. Hillary Clinton cackling with glee over former President Donald Trump's second indictment. Many calling it ironic given her 2016 email scandal. Here's her reaction. What? What? Whoa. No, the irony in this, the irony in this is that Trump accused her of needing to be locked up for mishandling classified. That's the irony in this. Like the, the irony does stem from her, but her emails, but not in the way you just described it. Harris pointing to this. No critics are pointing to this ridiculousness. Hillary Clinton. We had the remix with glee over former president Donald Trump's second indictment. Many calling it ironic given her 2016 email scandal. Here's her reaction. I have a lot of reactions uh, to it, uh, and I think uh, the best reaction publicly is, you know, let's see it unfold and see okay. what happens, right? Well, I think that's a perfect answer. So we we have a shoot we have a shirt for you. Is this on Pod Save America? It says totally impartial potential juror. <laughs> oh, hilarious. That is really funny, actually. That is really fucking funny. Here's some Twitter ratio on her. Next time you interview crooked... Twitter ratio. Where are the 30,000 emails she destroyed? Another said, this is the same traitor who used bleach bit and hammers to evade investigators of her illegal email server. And laughing because he never learned how she escaped indictments. Tyra. Wow. Wow. I love that it's right wing nut job is one of the Twitter accounts are citing. News contributor is here. It's not just ironic. It's not just rich. It's actually pretty sad. It's what happened to decorum? Gone, what, what happened sadly. to to being the so-called leader in the room? What happened to decorum? Says the guy standing there, like with a a a, a gigantic gold chain, with his hat on backwards. <laughs> 
holding holding a wrestling title. Whatever happened to decorum? He's being indicted. Great. But let's not forget, you lost your election because of your, quote, crookedness. So let's not forget that. So, yeah, she didn't go. She didn't get charges put on her, which probably should have. But she lost the election because of her underhand dealings. So let's remember that. And for her to be so happy about it, this, that was an opportunity for her. They're always talking about closing the division. That would have been an opportunity for her to be gracious mm. and be supposedly the leader. But again, she uh, can't stay away from herself. Maturity all, all, doesn't always come with age. No, it really doesn't. And it's, it's, it's sad in this. Right wingers have zero, zero, nada, none, no self-awareness. Currently with the given climate where everybody's they target, they target, they target in your kids. A little bit of, of, of class necessary. You don't have to like President Trump. You could think he was guilty of sin or innocent of sin. But when you're- He is guilty. There was an opportunity for her to show what, it's, what leaders are supposed to do. She's not a leader. She is a private citizen. She is not in a position of power. Hasn't been in over a decade. She left, uh, did she even make it into Obama's second term? I don't think she did. I think she served like two years as Secretary of State. So we're, we're talking like 13 fucking years since this woman has ever been in any kind of leadership position or in any position of power. Richard, they only did it. I... I don't know if you know about all the, the NWA goings on and everything, but Billy Corgan is the owner and Billy Corgan is a right wing fucking nut job. And I think they think it's good that he goes on Fox news with the belt because apparently they, they are well aware, well aware that he is not popular with their fan base. Innocent as sin indeed. Made up? If you're innocent as sin, you're made up? I don't fucking know. Sin is pretty innocent because it ain't fucking real. Ask him about the mass. But then you take my 75% chance of winning and then add 66 and two-thirds percent. I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning. Now that's a real wrestler. Yes, Smashing Pumpkins guy owns NWA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's a thing. The world is a vampire. You know who's innocent as sin? Joe Biden. At least... Come on, man. At least of the charges that the right wing are leveling at him right now when they brought forward articles of impeachment yesterday. Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for one minute. Mr. Speaker, Joe Biden has failed the American people. He's failed to uphold his oath of office and preserve and defend the Constitution. From illicit family building, uh, (laughs) business dealings, and millions of dollars in bribes and payments to himself, and to his extended family. Joe and his border czar, Kamala Harris, have allowed an invasion. I uh, just once, right-wingers, like, please explain to me what the... I can explain to you what Trump is guilty of. 
what he did, the crime he committed, and how he did it. Can you tell who bribed Joe Biden and for what purpose? Can you tell me that? Can you lay can you lay those facts out to me? Where the, supposedly Joe Biden took five million dollars in bribes. Who from whom? And for what purpose did 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 they do these bribes? Because once again, if it's, if this is about Burisma and the firing of Victor Shogun, like that's just nonsense at face value. It's nonsense. Fifth grade math. Do you know who's good at fifth grade math? You take your thirty-three and a third chance minus my twenty-five percent chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. <laughs> we're gonna hear. We're gonna hear from Marjorie Taylor Green. No, Marjorie Taylor Green, not good at fifth grade math. She doesn't want her her staff to be educated. She will say that here in just a little bit. At our southern border, jeopardizing the lives of hundreds of thousands and killing hundreds of thousands thousands with fentanyl. They have directed their border patrol to release illegals into our country unfettered. In fact, the judge even had to intervene and stop Biden's. Releasing immigrants into our country unfettered. That's you don't know what unfettered means then. Remember, remember, I keep hearing from right-wingers that there are record apprehensions at the border. There can't be record apprehensions and the border be wide open. Those two things are diametrically opposed. If there's record apprehensions, that would mean Joe Biden is doing the best job of any president in enforcing the border. Do you understand? This is why I just break down and call right-wingers morons. Release program. Joe Biden has violated Article 2 of the Constitution to take care and respect the laws of this country. So, Mr. Speaker, that is why I'm introducing articles of impeachment against Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Mr. Speaker, I yield back. Members are reminded to refrain from engaging... Oh, I did not put uh, Cornell West on here. Cornell West switched to the, to the Green Party. I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy about his switch to the Green Party. And I will make you a promise. While I am pro- I probably will not vote for work, Cornell West myself, I will make you the promise that I will take every opportunity uh, that I can between now and 2024 to let that man speak. Cornell West said something today. We're going to listen to it. We gonna learn some shit. Just saying, just saying. I'm glad he's with the Green Party now. Speaking, speaking of Green, Marjorie Taylor Green was questioning the CDC director yesterday. Well, there, Dustin, there is no primary. No, well, is there a Green Party primary? Would the Green Party have a primary? I don't. I would assume he's just on the ticket. If there is a Green Party primary, absolutely. Do vote for it. Do I mean, do vote for Cornell West. 
hell, I might even I might even end up voting for Cornell West in in the general. Uh, who knows? I does you might be right. There might be there. There is usually a libertarian primary. Yes, do that. I um I might vote Marianne Williamson in the Democratic primary. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I might ride in Cornell West. I don't know. I might ride in Bernie. I this is the, that decision is strategic. Voting in the presidential election is strategic and I know things are going to get heated. I lost friends during 2020 and I don't want that to happen this time because I, I, I'm a firm believer now that the presidential race isn't what matters. Like, yeah, it matters and yeah, you need to vote in it, but the decisions that, that decide who's going to be president are made long, long before we get into presidential primary season. And, um, uh, Dustin, the best thing I can say about Marianne Williamson is like, you'll listen to her and agree on fucking so many things and then just don't ask her about crystals or chakra alignment or, or Zen and out your room or whatever. Like she's one of those, but she'll talk about, you know, wealth inequality and homeless crisis and she's probably the closest to my positions. But I, I do I don't want any of us to really get heated over like who's voting for who or like, oh, you have to vote for Biden and blah blah blah. I you know if you're not in Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia. Uh, there's a couple more states we can throw out. The battleground states. Well, though that Dustin, that wasn't exactly what I was talking about. I do. I hate her so much. Now. I've always hated. I probably hate her less now than I did in 2016. I I sat out the 2016 election. I did not vote. I I hadn't. I had moved to to Alabama. That's right. When I moved to Alabama, and I didn't switch my uh, registration over in time. But I'm like, well, fuck it. It's Hillary anyway. I don't care. I voted for Bernie in the primaries because I was still. I was still here in the primaries. So, and the primaries matter far more than the general. And as Democrats or nominally leftists or nominally people on the left, we, we don't really have a primary option this year. You know, our primary vote is more of a protest vote. I, so I, me case, I like her better now than I did in 2016 by far. Now that she's just a private citizen, watching that clip of her laugh at Trump, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that very much. And I also think Hillary Clinton is a shrewd legal mind, and I was absolutely for uh, the idea of putting her on the Supreme Court. I'm cool with that. She can be, she can be a justice. 
My thing is that the it's, it's not that I don't want people to vote. It's that I don't want people to assume that the presidential vote is the end-all, be-all. Your, your vote for your city council, your, your county commission, your, your state representative, those matter far, far more. And getting involved locally with your local, uh, whatever party suits you the most. If you've got a strong Green Party, if you've got a strong uh, uh, DSA, get involved with them. If not, get involved with your Democratic Party. Th- that, that matters far more. Your vote on the presidential level ultimately doesn't matter unless you're in one of those few battleground states. So I'm in a ruby red state. Whatever vote I cast in the general election for president is 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 a a symbolic vote. I would not encourage people to vote uh for Cornell West if you're sitting in Wisconsin. I I, I don't I don't actually want I don't know what I would do if I was sitting in Wisconsin and I had to make that decision and I don't want to I don't I'm not gonna hold it against anybody if they make the decision not to vote for Biden I would encourage you to though if you're sitting in a state that could possibly go for Trump simply because it's a vote against Trump and it's not so like so many people, oh, well, Joe Biden's not going to do anything. Well, Joe Biden didn't come through with student loans, blah, blah, blah. You're not actually voting for Joe Biden. You're voting for a coalition. And a coalition, you want to vote for the coalition that's closest to what you represent. And, God, some I was watching a video earlier and I heard somebody, it might have been Rebecca Watson, talking about... Uh, yeah, it was it was Rebecca Watson. She was going because it was about the um, no, it wasn't Rebecca Watson. It was a uh, uh, Legion Miller. She's a, a lawyer, and she was talking about the rise of the moral majority, as they call it, the the merger of uh, corporate interests and this this. Uh, evangelical Christianity with the Republican Party. And she was like, the reason why they get what they want is because they vote, and they vote consistently. And it's true. The country, because people are like, my vote doesn't matter. No, 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 no. If you look at the demographics of people who vote, they get what they want in this country. Fucking conservative-ass baby boomers get exactly what they want in this country. That's why the fucking country's falling apart. But Joe Biden, voting for Joe Biden in 2020 or 2024, voting for any specific presidential candidate, especially at any moment in time, is not the end-all be-all. It's it's a concerted effort. And if you're ever feeling down, I know I'm up on a soapbox now, but if you're ever feeling down about like where we're at, I will say, I got into politics 23 years ago. And like at the time of me getting into politics, the idea of gay marriage being legal just seemed like that wasn't in my lifetime of pot being legal. I didn't, I never fucking thought that I would be able to go down the road and buy marijuana legally 
and I do it. I do it quite regularly. So, I mean, Joey, Joey, good evening. That's exactly right. Biden isn't going to appoint judges that are going to ban books and abortion. So that's the, the clear, I mean, that's one living through the moment in time in politics is one of the reasons why I have come to the position I have. It would have been better for Hillary Clinton to have been president in 2016. And perhaps I should have done more to make that happen. I was very upset. I feel like I did my part because I tried to convince and I was around a lot more Republicans. Like I never see a Republican anymore now, but like I worked at a TV station at the time. I saw I ran production for a a right-wing show. I saw a lot more Republicans and I tried to convince all of them to vote for Hillary Clinton. So I'm like she's just Ronald Reagan in a pantsuit. She, she is actually closer to your stated position. So if you're not voting for Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump, it's something about, it's, it's just this team mentality. You're just on the side of the Republicans. Fix, if I had it to do over again, I probably would have voted for Hillary. Wouldn't have mattered. I was in a ruby red state then as well. If, if you're... I will say this, if your vote can help, because like in 2012, I voted libertarian because I believe that the two-party system is is a detriment to us. And the libertarian party is the strongest third party in the state that I'm in. A vote didn't matter, so I would help. My vote mattered far more to the libertarians because it helped get them to thresholds for being able to get on stage. Um, I did not vote in 2016 because I was, I had just moved to Alabama. I voted for Bernie in the primaries, moved to Alabama, and then just didn't get my registration switched over. And because it was Hillary, I'm just like, I don't care. If I had it to do over again, I probably would have voted for her. I mean, it's not like I voted for Trump, Snicks. (laughs) It's not like I wasn't actively campaigning against Trump the entire 2016 cycle but also like I was really big on on Hillary Clinton is a lizard person memes (laughs) I was I I would take every meme uh, trend that happened and somehow I would turn it into Hillary Clinton is a lizard person ah 2016 it was such a such a fun time Yes, Richard, but the Libertarian Party is the strongest third. I couldn't vote Green Party. There's no Green Party here. So that was that was the reason. So I don't want anybody in our community to get on to people about who they're going to vote for. I think we're all on the same page. We're all intelligent enough to know the nuances of that decision. It's, it's very dependent on where you're at in 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 which state if you're in a battleground state how the electoral college is going to shake out the primaries are far more important but we don't really have that decision this time we encourage you to go and vote for the furthest left candidate that you can in the primary just as a 
um, just as a protest, as a symbolic vote, show where your priorities lie. So we good, we good, we good going forward with the election. Like we're not gonna have any fights in the chat, right? I would sh- I would shame somebody for not voting. Yes, but like. If you want to sit out in the presidential race, go for it. Go vote in your local elections. They matter so much more. Leave the top of the ticket blank. And that and that's another thing. Because only local matters, that's one of the reasons why uh, Democrats lost seats in New York. People thought it was it was safe, so they didn't come out. And so it's a, it's a catch twenty two. You got to take your local election seriously. I'm all over the place now. I'm rambling. Why are you guys letting me ramble? I'm not high enough for this shit. We got to make fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Lashes out at the CDC director. It says that she does not want her staff to be educated. Checks out. <laughs> that totally checks out. Vaccine cards were widely required in Democrat. Let me pull it out to YouTube here. In Democrat-run cities all over the country, basically to become a member of society. And in 2021, COVID-19. They're still talking about this shit. They're still t- vaccine cards. Why are you still talking about this nonsense? Rocketed to number one at 728,829 reports second was the zoster shingles vaccine at just over 14,000 that's a massive number and the numbers kept growing and growing and growing on the VAERS report I'd also like to talk to you about how much money the American taxpayers were forced to pay Pfizer and Moderna for vaccines the government paid Pfizer and Moderna in 2020 2021 and 20 22 Pfizer received 15.27 billion dollars Moderna received 9.9 nationalize them billion dollars nationalize them turn on the American taxpayers investment nationalize them amazingly in 2022 got a 23 percent increase because once again she's bringing up a an excellent point she's just gonna go the entire opposite wrong way with it yes Pfizer should not be sucking on the taxpayer teat they should not be using the research that we pay for on the university level and then turn around and sell it to us at a profit like a fucking 300 to 500% markup. So Pfizer can go fuck itself. But uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene would probably say like more capitalism. We need more free markets or some shit. God damn it. But in 2021, they doubled their income. Doubled their income at a 95% increase in revenue. That's absolutely impressive thanks to the American people. Yes, get but your shingles back. Get your shing- is it over 50 you're supposed to get your shingles vaccine? I actually I had a friend I told him like you're coming up on 50 you need to get your shingles vaccine. You need to go get that. You need to get your shingles vaccine. There's ages to all this shit. I'm coming up on 40. I need a colonoscopy. 
I need a prostate exam. I am 39 years old. I should do that within the next 12 months. I should get both a prostate exam and a colonoscopy. And apparently the shingles vaccine is a series. I, I don't have to worry about it for a little bit longer. I had chicken pox as a kid. So because I had it, I have to get it. It's, it's dormant inside of me and it could reactivate. And apparently it fucking sucks. Yes, so I'm glad we're reminding each other. And ladies, if you're out there, mammograms, be be self-testing. What is it? Like every fucking uh, three months or something, you're supposed to self-exam. You're supposed to go every two years and get a mammogram. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Be getting on that. We want everybody to be healthy. As long as we're, as long as we're doing it, Let's go ahead, and if, if you're sexually active, go get your ass on prep. If you're sexually active, go get your ass on prep. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're straight, gay, bi, uh, fuck anything that moves, go get your ass on prep. Uh, is the monkeypox vaccine still limited? It might not be. I've not checked on it yet. By the way, we're going to talk about the current outbreak of meningitis. Bacterial meningitis that has killed four people in Mexico. I don't know if we're going to get to that tonight or not. I have it on the list. I I think I actually bumped it to tomorrow. We're also going to talk about, ooh, we got new information out of Wuhan. I may have to eat my words. It may have actually been a lab leak, but we might have to cover that tomorrow. I think I've done a good good job of parsing my words correctly to where I've been like, it's possible it could be a lab leak, but as of right now, what everybody says, it's uh, it looks like it's zoonotic. But also that new information that's come out is being reported by Matt Taibbi. So if you if you got your hopes up about like we us confirming a lab leak, you might want to temper your expectations just a little bit. <laughs> Tadpole, it's a once a month self exam. Snicks, thank you, and you're probably delayed over on the YouTube. Consider coming over to Kick. Apparently, everybody digs it. Uh, you guys, you throw out some emotes. I got m- some of my emotes up. Prep is the uh, HIV is the HIV jo- uh, drug. If you are sexually active, get on Prep. It it uh, uh, stops the spread of HIV. Let me give you the. Uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis is a medicine that reduces your chances of getting HIV from sex or injection drug use. When taken as prescribed, PrEP is highly effective for preventing HIV. So, uh, they have been very, very good about getting out the word in the uh, LGBTQ community. But honestly, if you are sexually active, you should be on PrEP. Period. Period. If not just sexually active, if you are, if you are doing some risky drugs, 
I don't encourage risky drugs. You know, unless you're unless you're like you know uh, an incel wanting to shoot up a school. If you're doing some risky drugs, though, you should also go get on prep. Now, I would hope Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is, <laughs> hey, some people like their red wings. Eh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kink shame around here. You live in sexual anarchy. I, I would hope that Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is apparently very sexually active, is on prep, and her partners are on prep. Those numbers were astounding. Moderna increased their revenue in 2020, had a 1,238% increase in revenue. In 2021, they got a 2,200% increase in revenue. Thanks to the... God, that's some, that's some Steiner math right there. Where's it at? Oh. You take your 33 and a third chance... You got a 66 and two-thirds percent chance of revenue. The American taxpayer, where money got funded into these big pharmaceutical companies for these vaccines. It's quite impressive, though, that Pfizer World... Oh, I'm sorry, fuzzy face. ...went from at $190 billion... I have a friend, and boy, does he like to fuck, and the number of kids he has shows it. The old, the older they get, the more t the more time you'll be able to sneak away. God, I did not see my friend for like ten years there, but now he he's got three of them. But they're all you know, like the one's a teenager now, or getting to be a teenager. And uh, now I can play video games with him all the time and shit because he's got like kids to watch the other kids and. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Apparently he gets he gets uh, the sneak away and gets him a little nookie. Dollars right there towards the beginning of 2021 and skyrocketed at the end of 2021 to 330 billion dollars worldwide. That's quite impressive, thanks to the American taxpayer and thanks to the CDC director, Dr. Walensky, who said that vaccines were safe and effective. Well, they are safe and effective. To you on behalf of all the pregnant women, not people as you call them you quote to quote you on august 11th 2021 cdc encourages all pregnant people it's women by the way who are thinking about becoming pregnant and those breastfeeding to get vaccinated to protect themselves from covid 19. why is that such a bother why why does that trigger her so bad yes clinically are women not people is 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 people not an inclusive category of women jesus this has also been ignored. The amount of miscarriages and still births that increased drastically due to your advice to get vaccinated. Pregnant women again, not people. I want to know where that data came from. About the tragic stories of myocarditis and many other things. But my question for you today, Dr. Walensky, is now that you're going to... Now, if, okay, with the myocarditis, we can go ahead, we can point to it maps perfectly to COVID cases. So the myocarditis doesn't start with the vaccine rollout. 
in January. It starts back in June when we see a rise in COVID cases across the country. You see a rise in myocarditis cases, and it starts going down when we get the vaccine. <laughs> so the, the data actually proves that it was COVID causing the cases of myocarditis to go up. And you would expect some issues with a vaccine which mimics mimics the the virus that it's it's meant to treat. So having a rare case of someone developing myocarditis from a vaccine that mimics that symptom is to be expected. So I would assume if that data is correct, because I she just held up a chart that I don't know where that data came from, and it looked absurd. But if there was a a rise in miscarriages and stillbirths, it was probably commensurate to COVID, and not the vaccine. And the vaccine probably contributed to bringing the numbers back down. That's that was the issue with myocarditis. I don't know that to be. The deal was still burst. I don't even know her data to be correct. Going to be leaving the CDC pretty soon. What job are you going to take? Are you going to be on the board of either Pfizer or Moderna? I bet. Because you've done one hell of a job at making sure that they've made a lot of money. Would not surprise me. And I yield back. Thank you for that question. Maybe first I will comment that um, CDC is not responsible for the purchase of vaccines, so I can't speak to the to all of the economics that you spoke to. Um, I will do want to talk a minute about the vaccine adverse um, reporting vaccine adverse event reporting system. So that system is intended for any person who has gotten a vaccine if they have an untoward event after that vaccine, whether or not is related to the vaccine they report. It is intended to have an over reporting. All of the vaccines, not all, most of the vaccines that were being given, I remember we, we gave 676 million doses of the, the vaccine. Any adverse event, if you got hit by a truck after you got your vaccine, that was reported to the vaccine adverse event reporting system. We at CDC have a responsibility to comb through every single one of them to review the medical charts and to see if they are related. It is the case that the vaccine doesn't prevent Ms. being Ms. hit. Ms. Walensky, I'll reclaim yes. my time. You did nothing about that and continue to push vaccines. That's what the American what? people care about. We review all of the things that come into the vaccine adverse event reporting system. I'd be happy to have our staff educate your staff on the work. I don't want my staff educated. You should educate the American people about what you've done of 1.5 million reports because they feel like you've done nothing and continue to say safe and effective. Um, Maybe I will just close by saying um, I don't have plans after I uh, step down. Thank you. I would not, I mean, MTG asked a a very good question there because she probably is going to uh, sit on a board of some pharmaceutical company or some medical company. But that's it. That is run-of-the-mill corruption for capitalism. That That is not a particular, that is not Rolinsky being uniquely corrupt. That's just, that's just, a product of our capitalist system, a system that you don't want to change, ma'am. Supposedly fighting the communists. So, Lauren Boebert was, we went from green to Boebert. Apparently they're, they're still engaged in a, a feud between the two of them. 
Warren Bobert on the oversight committee uh, was questioning a law professor who was testifying. I don't know exactly who the professor is. Uh, apparently, Bobert tried to dox this professor. Per day, had their property misclassified as a wetland and were prevented from building their family home. It may not be a $2.5 million home like yours, uh, but that sounds like a lot of red tape Excuse to me. Excuse me. Do you I, I really take that as a personal assumption. Do you assumption. disagree? My home. Do you disagree that this was an overreach? I, I disagree that Ms. you're Katzen, casting aspersions on Chairman, me or my... Thank you. Ladies' time has expired. Mm -hmm. Bear. Um, could, could we just ask all of our good members to uh, respect uh, the civility and decorum and the uh, integrity of the... I'm assuming since the woman, like, popped up, her house is probably worth $2.5 and Bobert has done some sort of... some sort of stalking. And I... That would, like... That would make me feel very scared. That seems intimidating. As a wetland and were prevented from building their family home. It may not be a $2.5 million home like yours, uh, but that sounds like a lot of red tape Excuse to me. Excuse me, do, do you I, I really take that as a personal assumption. Do, do you assumption. disagree? My home. Do you disagree that this was an overreach? I, I disagree that Ms. you're Katzen, casting my time has expired. on Chairman, me I or my... Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman, um, could, could we just ask all of our good members to uh, respect uh, the civility and decorum and the uh, integrity of the witnesses who've come forward at their own expense to testify uh, before... Thank you, Jamie Raskin. An, an, an insult is not a substitute for an argument. Yield back to the you. chair would advise the members to adhere to the House standard of decorum and proceed in order. Miss um, Crockett of Texas is recognized for five minutes. It was a weird jab. It had. This committee runs my pressure up. Uh, <laughs> and, and I, I do come prepared to committee, and then there's always somebody from this side that does something ridiculous that that throws me all the way off. So, uh, oh Jesus. Okay, so I love this woman. Um, first of all, let me apologize because that was uncalled for. So let me do what she would never do, uh, which is to be an adult in this room or in this chamber. So let me start there. I'm also going to start with some nonsense that she was trying to spew. And unlike Ms. Bobert, I am legally trained. Guys, this is Representative Jasmine Crockett. She is an, an American attorney. She serves from Texas's 30th Congressional District. And holy shit. Can we say rising star in the Democratic Party? This is the kind of woman I want on my side. First of all, let me apologize because that was uncalled for. Media so winch. would never do, uh, which is to be an adult in this room or in this chamber. So let me start there. I'm also going to start with some nonsense that she was trying to spew. And unlike Ms. Bobert, I am legally trained and I've passed a few bar exams. Uh, and I also legislated before I got here. So I do want to start with 
um, correcting the record a little bit. And if you want to add to that, please do. That was Representative Jasmine Crockett from Texas. I would like to see more of her. She is a badass. Put Lauren Boebert in her place. I told you earlier when I was uh, running down the stories we were going to talk about. We have a story about a total, total fucking creep who was apparently standing naked in their house harassing children in the neighborhood. Now, do you think this was a drag queen? Do you think this was a trans person or any member of the LGBTQ community? If you guessed Republican politician, you'd be right. Some election news to tell you about, and quite frankly, we have never seen an election issue quite like this one. Yeah, we never have. A candidate for the Babylon Town Council bearing it all on the campaign trail, <laughs> literally. The candidate posing behind the screen door of his house and just a few feet from his campaign sign gets naked. Kevin Sabella Sr. is 63 years old, a financial advisor and a church member who for the past two months has... Oh, 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 oh. Well, there you go, church member. Also checks out for all who pass to see, including people, yes, with cameras. Here's Stacey Sager. Here in the town of Babylon, you could say Kevin Sabella Sr. was the candidate with nothing to hide. Nothing. He would open his front door and be there standing completely nude. Victoria Lombardi, who spoke with us by phone, a behavioral specialist who transported developmentally disabled clients in a van driving right by Sabella's home here on Wyona Avenue in Lindenhurst each morning. On the front lawn, Lombardi could see his campaign signs for town councilmen, but she'd also see a whole lot more that she couldn't unsee. Once we made eye contact and it happened a third time, I knew that it was intentional. And she says he'd wait for her again and again. At least 10 times, completely naked, standing at his front door. Always, yeah. Late today, Babylon's Republican committee telling us they'll no longer support Sabella Sr. in his run. I don't know why. It's on brand. ...to see if he'll in fact withdraw from the race. Certainly residents in town have plenty to say about it. He definitely won't get my vote, that's for sure. It's shocking and it's scary. It's very inappropriate and he very clearly knew what he was doing. Elected members of the town council are responsible for various quality of life issues like public safety, cracking down on indecent exposure in town parks and creating youth programs. My concern would be that if he would ever get be uh, elected uh, to the town board, I don't know what we would be able to trust him with. At the end of the day, I just think that he is a sexual predator. More than likely he's a sexual predator. You, you definitely can't trust him to kick authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. Clearly, he's an exhibitionist, and I do not want to kink shame anybody, but, like, if you're an old dude running for city council, you probably shouldn't do that. Fuzzy face. Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. 
and it was all about power. Sabella Sr. active with his local Knights of Columbus chapter and church, shocking many around here, but especially Lombardi, who described it all I'm not shocked. as Sabella displayed it. Foul. Foul. A breaking news just in the only thing shocking to me about that was the number of puns that the local news used in detailing the story. But we have had right wingers all whipped up into a fever pitch about the scourge of trans people and drag queens that are coming for your kids. Whipped them into a frenzy. So much show, so much so that I have to do stories like this, which is gonna piss you off. I'm sorry I have to do this, especially during Pride Month. A nine-year-old's gender questioned in gobsmacking track and field incident. A man at Kiwana Track Meet insisted on seeing documentation proving my daughter was born a girl, the mom said. You can see the uh, young girl there in the photo. Apparently she had a short haircut. They have blurred her face out. Warning, this story contains disturbing details of verbal abuse in relation to transphobia. They say the incident occurred during a track and field meet at the Apple Bowl Stadium in Kiwana, British Columbia, organized by the Central uh, Akongan uh, School District for elementary school students. Heidi Starr said her daughter, who is cisgender and just has a pixie cut, was preparing for a shot putt contest when a man approached a parent volunteer pointed to the nine-year-old and, mistaking her for a boy, questioned why a boy was participating in a girl's event. This, yeah, this was in Canada. CBC News has agreed to keep the girl's identity confidential to protect her safety and well-being. As my daughter was preparing to get up and throw, a man came out of the crowd, stepped forward, and walked towards a parent volunteer and said, this is a girl's event, why are boys throwing? Star said she then intervened and corrected the man whose granddaughter was also participating in the event. Then the gentleman started insisting that I provide documentation in the form of a certificate proving that my daughter was born a girl. Star added that the man's wife was also shouting at Star and Star's ex-wife saying they were genital mutilators and groomers. It was gobsmacking, Star said. I said, are you asking for a certificate proving that my daughter was born with a vagina and you need proof of her genitals? It's only just begun clinically and they've already moved on from the LGBTQ community. I got proof of it. We're, we're not far from them rounding people up. It is insane. And that's Heidi Starr with her daughter and partner. Clearly, they are a uh, lesbian couple. You 
Miss Star, who looks like a lovely lady, also would be pegged for a lesbian, which probably helped to uh, bring on the abuse. This is just a bigoted family. The dog has a rainbow collar on. Dora said several parents asked the man to leave, but he refused and left with his wife and granddaughter at the end of the event. In a statement to Kiwana News Outlet, Castanet on Tuesday, the man denied yelling at the stars and their daughter. He said he asked the parent volunteer whether the event was co-educational, but hadn't asked whether the girl was transgender. As I was walking away from the official, a woman said, I'm her mother, and she was yelling and swearing at me and uh, offering if I want to see the girl naked or if I want to see her genitals, he said in a statement. I said, no, the certificate is okay. That's all I said. I never pointed to another girl and said she's obviously trans. That is a big lie as well. Holy shit. Dora shared the incident on Facebook, which has garnered sympathy for her daughter and international media attention, as well as criticism of the man's behavior. In a tweet, BC Premier David Edby, Ebby, David Ebby, described the alleged incident as transphobic. This is awful. This kind of hate is not acceptable or uh, welcome in British Columbia. Dora said her daughter embraces inclusivity towards individuals of diverse gender identities, having been raised by lesbian parents and having transgender teachers and coaches, but that the incident also deeply affected the girl, I'm sure. She was physically vibrating. She was sobbing. She was in and out of tears all day till bedtime that day. Carrie Starr, Heidi's ex-wife, said the incident occurred a week before the girl's 10th birthday. I think she's risen above it and become stronger, but not to say it's not going to affect her in some capacity forever. In a statement, School District 23 Superintendent Kevin uh, Cardle said the district is taking action to prohibit the couple from entering its schools and attending its events in the future. We expect that adults who are invited to celebrate student success govern their behavior and conduct themselves with the civility and respect we expect from students. In other words, could you be a fucking adult? couple particularly the gentlemen were belligerent they were asked to stop what they were doing and leave the area and they were reluctant to do so i understand i was not on the call and our principal listened but that certainly doesn't condone the behavior and doesn't necessarily believe that the person's version of events reflects what we've discovered in our investigation so even the school is calling bullshit on his version of events I know, clinically, I know. That's why so many people stay in the closet for so long. And that's why pride is so important. No one should be forced to live their lives in the closet. And I will not stand by and watch this happen in my goddamn country. You think the grandfather was drunk, Media Winch? It's possible. Well, thought this was America. Let's go now to a... I've got to hit the content warning again because this is yet another transphobic fucking story. 
But remember, I told you guys, good shit. I've got good shit. Even in the midst of all these transphobic stories, I've got an uplifting one. I promise. Deranged anti-LGBTQ plus activist wears drag to council meeting to prove that drag hurts children. And she doesn't even look good doing it. Who did your makeup? What the fuck? The goatee looks pretty good, though. The goatee looks pretty good. I'll give her that. So this is a St. Charles woman. Or where was this at again? It's St. Charles County in Missouri. St. Charles County in Missouri. I stand before you tonight wearing a replica of the outfit that the librarian in drag dons regularly at the Catherine Linneman branch. This consists of extreme gaudy makeup with facial hair. Well, I hope they pull it off a hell of a lot better than you do, but it could just be all the hate dripping from you that causes you to look like such a fucking monster. Large female jewelry, painted nails in bizarre colors, a corset over a sweater vest and dress that opens up around the crotch area, bringing attention to the crotch. <laughs> I reiterate, this is what he wears. Fishnets, stilettos. This is a man. This is not appropriate in front of our children. Why? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to step back and apologize. Actually, this outfit is inaccurate. He wears leather. Oh, he's a leather daddy. And I also don't wear four-inch stiletto boots, but I guess my two-inch heels will have to suffice for tonight. This is not acceptable in public, let alone in the children's section of a public library. And this is just the start. Why? If we don't nip this in the bud now... Ma'am, the number one cause of death in children in this country is guns. If you're worried about what a librarian who seems like a whimsical person who's exactly who you want working in a library is somehow affecting your kid, I got news for you. I think your priorities are in the... the I think your priorities are out of whack, ma'am. I think your priorities are out of whack. I'm not high enough for this shit. Imagine how far these extremists are going to push the envelope. This librarian in drag is just testing the waters. It's called a slippery slope argument. It's just testing the waters. For what? They want to see how much they can get away with. And then they will do it again and again and again. And again, Fucking St. Jude does amazing work. Are you going to allow the Shriners do amazing work. Are you okay with people pushing sex? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you want to fucking help some children? I just named two organizations that do an amazing job of helping children. Go volunteer your time for either of them. No scat in this show, sir. No, no, no. Actual expression not only on adults 
but planting it right where the children are. There's nothing wrong or illegal with establishing a public standard dress. So here in the land of the free, we're going to establish a public standard dress. A public standard dress. Here is a full body shot of her looking very proud of herself. I love the, I love the post totally handling this non-issue like a normal adult would. Learn to feel embarrassment. The Ronald McDonald chair. I hate McDonald's with a passion. But the Ronald McDonald charity is fucking legit. Now you wouldn't expect this kind of fucking bigotry to happen in Vermont. Vermont, usually a pretty progressive, pristine place, but unfortunately, bigotry knows no bounds, especially in this day and age that we're living in where uh, the LGBTQ community is open targets. Parents and teachers outraged over the response to a middle school pride event. Now families are demanding school officials do more to protect LGBTQ. Welcome to Justin and Exile. Giovanni's live in Burlington with reaction, Nick. Okay, the incident behind this happened two Fridays ago here at Simmons Middle School. We're told a group of students started chanting, my pronouns are USA tore down some rainbow banners while another group of students was setting up a pride display. Now, during a school committee meeting last night here in Burlington, the school committee chair condemned the incident but declined any specifics on disciplinary action, stressing the students involved were eighth graders. She added that there have been several discussions on the subject between staff and students over the last several days. But the room full of parents, mostly of LGBTQ kids, argued that school officials needed to take a stronger stand and use the incident as a teaching moment. It would be naive of us to think that what happened at the middle school won't escalate into something more tragic in the future. The acceptance and visibility of LGBTQIA people is not being shoved down your throats, it's being normalized, finally, and thank goodness. Yes! school should be a safe place for all students to express themselves, to make mistakes, and to learn from each other. Several people in attendance last night called out the recent disbanding of the district's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. Now, the superintendent promised that hiring someone to relaunch that effort is a top priority this summer. Live in Burlington, Nick Giovanni, WBZ News. This is so cool. Some dreams came true. We don't want to hear about dreams coming true. Still crushing dreams here on this show. I hate to do these stories during Pride Month. I don't like being the bearer of bad news. The Hamtrak Council in Michigan, I believe, I believe it's Michigan. Reading from the Detroit Free Press, so I assume it's Michigan. Hamtrak Council bans LGBTQ flags from city property after months of intense debate. I need to show you some video you're going to enjoy in this one, though. After three hours of public comment and months of intense debate, the Hamtrak City Council voted unanimously on Tuesday night to ban the LGBTQ plus pride flags from being displayed on all city properties. 
introduced by Mayor Pro Tem uh, Mohammed Hassan. I'm sorry to pause on that name and it has nothing to do with any kind of Islamophobia or anything. Muhammad Hassan was a wrestler in the WWE. Not not for real. The dude that played Muhammad Hassan was like an Italian. But Muhammad Hassan was a character in the WWE. <laughs> and it just kind of took me back there for a second. They, they fired him unju- they, for no reason. They really shouldn't have fired him. It wasn't his fault what they did. Um, the day of the London bombing, Mohammed Hassan, the Muslim character, uh, attacked The Undertaker with a bunch of guys in black masks. I think they choked him or some shit. It was like it was, it was portrayed as a terrorist attack. The day of the fucking London bombing. But they, but they still aired it. So, like, it was taped the day of the London bombing. But they still aired it that, that coming Friday, or the, the next Friday. Even though they had taped it. Then they fired the dude that played Muhammad Hassan. Yeah, it is ramping up because it's Pride Month. And because, well, the right wing has been building to this. This has been a fever pitch of... Of, of right-wing fucking Nazi talking points. Introduced by Mayor Pro Tem Mohammed Hassan, the resolution also prohibited the display and flying of flags with racist and political views. Before the vote, Hassan... He's just like, nobody can have any flags. Nope, nope, no, none of you. Let's, let's just... No flags. Make it easy on everybody. Hassan gave a fiery speech blasting critics of the resolution for not respecting the views of Hamtrak residents, quoting from Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address about how government should be of the people, by the people, for the people. The clashes represented diverging views about the future of Hamtrak, whose population jumped 27% from 2010 to 2020, one of the biggest spikes among uh, older cities in Michigan. Hassan and other members of the council said the LGBTQ plus community and others are welcome in Hamtrak, but they need to respect religious freedom. Some proponents of the resolution said the pride flag clashes with their faith. I don't know how that's possible. Several speakers from Dearborn, who were leaders in protests last year against LGBTQ plus books, spoke at the Hamtrak meeting saying American soldiers sacrificed for the U.S. flag, not the pride flag. Fuck flags anyway. I think it was, um, I think it was Robert Zinn. He told this story of how, uh, he didn't want to pledge allegiance to, uh, to the flag as a young man. And that he didn't understand it, that he would rather pledge allegiance to the world or the universe. Might've been Carl Sagan. I heard say that, but I want to say it was Howard Zinn. That always stuck with because, like, seriously, what what the fuck is up with your flag? What do you had to be proud about? Apparently, this is a pretty conservative town with a religious, probably a a large Muslim population. You guys are the ones making problems, not us. Hassan said of opponents at the meeting, 
Please don't threaten us. I'm elected. To, I'm an elected official. I'm working for the people. What the majority of the people like. City councilman name uh, Coldry said LGBTQ plus people in Hamtrak have equal access to all services, but should respect Muslim sensibilities. I don't under what what it, why does it. Putting up a pride flag doesn't respect Muslim sensibilities. I don't. That boggles my mind. We want to respect the religious rights of our citizens. How are you not? You guys are welcome, but why do you have to have the flag shown on government property to be represented? You're already represented. Winter snow. I mean. For people who believe in a book that tells them not to follow false idols, they should. But then again, you know, once again, uh, appeals to fascism are usually appeals to symbols and identities. You guys are welcome, but why do you have to have a flag shown on government property to be represented? You're already represented. We already know who you are. By making this about bigotry, it's making it like you want to hate us. Hamtrak Mayor Amir Ghalib said, We serve everybody equally with no discrimination but without favoritism. Those people who accuse me of hating them, half of my boards and commissions are either LGBTQ or supporters, Ghalib added. I never fired anybody who belonged to the LGBTQ. Council's move may block Hamtrak's Human Relations Commission Chair Russ Gordon from raising the LGBTQ plus flag on a city sidewalk next month, which he said earlier he was planning to do again like he did last year. There is a fantastic video associated with... Hold on, let me find the video here. We will watch this because some of the um, protesters had a pretty cool display. I don't know why tweets that are embedded in stories don't show up over here on my Google. The city of Hamtrak, Michigan has just banned the display, blah, 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 blah. Where's the video? They're doing play-by-play here. Okay. During the public comments, two women who opposed the Hamtrak resolution banning LGBTQ flags from city property, one wearing a clown nose, gave a sarcastic presentation and then kissed another woman in front of the council. Too gay, but we will have the world in two straight miles. So it's a little bit, uh, it's covert. So it's not right on the nose. Anyway, thank you so much. Um, I yield my, the rest of my time. Good on them. Oh my God, it made this dude, this dude is freaking out. He's got to pray to his fucking God because he saw two women kiss. Sorry to offend your Muslim sensibilities, sir. 
Be a Muslim all you want to. I don't care. I don't think you should be discriminated against because you're Muslim. But I don't give a fuck about your religious sensibilities. Just like I don't give a fuck what Christians find sacred or sacrilegious. All nonsense. Now, we actually heard a right-winger last night bring this up. I had no clue what they were talking about. And I was like, that don't sound right. There's got to be more to that story. But apparently they were correct. There was indeed a (laughs) topless trans woman at the White House during a Pride event, which, cool, I'm down with it. Uh, The White House isn't very down with it, though, it would appear. The White House says uh, an activist who took top off at Pride Celebration won't be invited back. The White House announced a woman who took her top off during an event on the South Lawn over the weekend would not be invited to future events. Images and footage circling uh, uh, social media show trans model Rose Montoya topless covering her breasts with her hands during the LGBTQ Pride Month celebration hosted by the administration on Saturday. Don't care. (laughs) During a White House press uh, briefing on Tuesday, Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre condemned the trans activists for the display. The behavior was simply unacceptable. We've been very clear about that, Jean-Pierre said. It was unfair to the hundreds of attendees who were there to uh, to celebrate their families. It's not appropriate. It's disrespectful. Individuals in the video certainly will not be invited to future events. So Montoya, 27, who goes by the pronouns she, they, was among hundreds of people the Biden administration invited to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to celebrate Pride Month. On social media, Montoya, whose Instagram biography identifies her as an uh, educator, model, and actor, called the video an act of joy in celebrating the transgender community. I wanted to be fully free in myself, Montoya said in a video posted to Twitter. I had zero intention of trying to be vulgar or profane. Is, is she saying that? Does she have her top on when she's saying that? Also, gorgeous. The conservatives are trying to use the video of me topless at the White House to try to call Exactly, Richard. The community groomers etc. And I would just like to say that, first of all, going topless in Washington, D.C. is legal. And I fully support the movement in freeing the nipple because why is my chest now deemed inappropriate or illegal when I show it off? However, before coming out as trans, it was not. All you're doing is affirming that I am a woman. All you're doing is saying that trans women are women. Boom! For some reason, people like to sexualize women's bodies and say that they are inappropriate. My trans masculine friends were showing off their top surgery scars and living in joy, and I wanted to join them. And because it is perfectly within the law in Washington, D.C., I decided to join them and cover my nipples just to play it safe because I wanted to be fully free and myself. I had zero intention of trying to be vulgar or be profane in any way. 
I was simply living in joy, living my truth and existing in my body. Happy Pride. Good on her. I love her. <laughs> we we have uh, we have been introduced to some badass women on tonight's show, and I'm here for it. Um, a woman who I don't believe is badass, but she could be. I don't know. I don't know all the details of the story. Claims that she. Hold on, I'm 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 not sure I've got the story right here. <laughs> Clinically, yep, no notes. Perfect. I, I'm gonna hit the content warning because we might get some transphobia. Definitely some discussions of gender. Cincinnati professor at the center of biological woman TikTok controversy speaks out. Melanie Rose Nipper never thought that she'd be the center of a TikTok controversy. The adjunct professor in the Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies Department at the University of Cincinnati in Ohio is the former instructor of Olivia Krolsliak. Krolsliak is the student who created a viral TikTok in which she denounced her professor, unnamed in the video, for giving her a failing grade on, the, on an assignment because Krolsliak used the term biological women. So this is the young lady making the assertion that she was, what, failed? Watch her TikTok. God damn it. And here she is posting a bunch of right-wing nonsense. So this this is checking out here. When was this video posted? Okay, here it is, here it is. I got a zero on a project proposal in my class because I used the term biological women, which is apparently not allowed anymore. She even said it was a good project proposal, um, but I got a zero because I used this term Hey, let me, let me see for sure what is said. Olivia, this is a solid proposal. However, the terms biological women are exclusionary and are not allowed in this course as they further reinforce hormone, uh, heteronormin, normin, heteronormin, 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 you guys know what I mean. Heteronormativity, normativity. Remember, this was like a, what, it was a, a gender studies class? Term is exclusionary and not allowed anymore, so. And I 100% know that this is like the most biased grade ever because my project is about transgenders competing in biological women's sports. How am I supposed to do my final project if I can't use the word biological women? But that's what my project is about. Sis? You can call him sis. I will see you in fucking Oh. Wow. Biological woman on her profile. 
This is just her wanting attention. Heteronormative. Thank you clinically with the phonetical pronunciation. Love you so much. It's a whole bunch of right-wing nonsense all over her TikTok. When I refuse to act liberal in my college classes, she's developing a following on TikTok, being anti-woke. See, here she is talking about Biden. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about, and I never have. I never really have. And, uh, and you guys have always been supportive of me. Um... I don't know what I'm talking about, and I never have. I never. Wow. Wow. Let's hear what the professor has to say. The video has been covered by the New York Post, News Nation, and Fox News. The incident offering a platter of America's culture war issues, transgender rights, free speech, and leftist professors. In an interview with the Inquirer at a cafe in the city's Oakley neighborhood, Nipper said she cried when she watched the video and saw the ensuing publicity. It's a lot, right? Nipper said. It's a lot to handle. In the TikTok, Crosliak alleged that she was given a failing grade on a proposal for her gender in pop culture course. She planned to write a paper in which she would argue that trans athletes competing in women's sports were taking opportunities away from biological women. Nipper confirmed the sequence of events Crosliak shared, saying the assignment was one part of a three-part project, and her review of the idea in Crosliak's language was a routine element of her duties as a professor. Every final project proposal has to be approved by the instructor. Eventually, according to Nipper, Crosliak asked to focus on a different topic, with Nipper even offering to extend the deadline. Afterward, Nipper was informed by the Office of Gender uh, Equity and Inclusion that Crosliak had submitted a freedom of speech claim, which is a complaint any student may submit if they believe a faculty member violated the University of Cincinnati's free speech policy. Asked about the investigation into Crosliak's complaint, uh, Bluzette Marshall, the Vice President of Equity, Inclusion, and Community Impact at UC, responded, We don't comment on active investigations. Although Nipper said she agrees classrooms should be places for debate and discussion, that ends when you are intentionally or unintentionally participating in a systematic harm of some kind. She cited transphobia and white supremacy as examples. Similar incidents had occurred in the past. Nipper, who has taught at UC since 2021, uh, when students use an outdated terminology, Nipper said she feels it is necessary to correct those mistakes. Not a zero for the course, Nipper clarified, a zero for an assignment. I will happily regrade. You are not going to have any late penalties. But uh, always, Nipper said, she underlines why a, re a rewrite is necessary. This is unacceptable, uh, unacceptable based on, on the community, the marginalized individuals that are at stake, and also the foundations of the course. Studies about trans athletes have yielded different results. Trans women elite athletes, their extra percentage relative to female uh, physiology, published by the University of Otago professor Allison Heather last year, referred to inherent male physiological advantages that lead to superior athletic performance. The Canadian Center for Ethics and Sports reviewed all scientific literature published between 2011 and 2021 in English, documenting trans participation in athletics, they found that available evidence 
indicates trans women who have undergone testosterone suppression have no clear biological advantages over cis women in elite sports. Maynard, what? He's just been yelling for some reason in there. Like, he's got his own room. The other two are right here. Maynard's in there in his own room just yelling at something. Terms like biological female are rejected by the major medical groups representing doctors and psychiatrists. Gender is part of a spectrum and goes beyond biology, those groups argue. All this is taking place as lawmakers have started pushing bills to counteract what they see as liberal ideology on college campuses. By liberal ideology, they mean reality. Ohio Senate Bill 83, for example, requires colleges to not endorse or oppose as an institution any controversial belief or policy. Nipper repeatedly mentioned SB 83, saying it, coupled with increased anti-academia discourse, has created a chilling effect and limits the future. Other academics, friends, peers that I've uh, had from a variety of different cohorts feel they'll be able to have in this country. And that is correct. And that's exactly what this is meant to do. It is meant to have a chilling effect on any group that is not straight, white, and Christian. Or any group that that group considers unwanted. And we're going to get into that here in just a little bit because they've already moved. They've already moved on from the LGBTQ community. Johns Hopkins has pulled the definition of lesbian after an uproar over the use of non-men instead of women. The university's online glossary of LGBTQ terms and identities define the word lesbian as a non-man attracted to non-men before it was taken down. You guys see a problem with that? I don't... A definition seems to work. Johns Hopkins University removed an online glossary of LGBTQ terms and identities this week. After its definition of the word lesbian used the term non-men to refer to women and some non-binary people and fueled an online uproar. I wonder who was up, uh, up in an uproar about it. I can probably name off the, the right-wing idiots who had opinions on the subject. Screenshots of the glossary before it was taken down showed that the university defined the word lesbian as a non-man attracted to non-men. It added that while past definitions have referred to lesbians as women who are sexually attracted to other women, the updated definition is intended to include non-binary people who may identify with the label. Yeah. I can see that, Porg. I can see that. 
The LGBTQ glossary serves as an introduction to the range of identities and terms that are used within the LGBTQ communities. It is not intended to serve as the definitive answers uh, as to how all people understand or use these terms. This is according to Megan Kristen, University's Director of Strategic Communications. While the glossary is a resource posted on the website of the Johns Hopkins University Office of Diversity and Inclusion, the definitions were not reviewed or approved by ODI leadership, and the language in question has been removed pending review. Lesbian was literally the only word in English language that is not tied to man, as in male, female, man, woman. Tennis star uh, Martina Navratilova, who is a lesbian, tweeted on Monday. Now, lesbians are non-men. What the fuck? Okay. Okay, okay. So, it wasn't right-wingers getting upset that they defined it as non-men. It was a valid criticism from a lesbian who hates that terms are defined in relation to men. And that's valid! See, I didn't see it from that perspective at first. That's what I was wondering exactly what was wrong with it. Now, J.K. Rowling, who has widely been accused of being transphobic for years, also chimed in on the matter. Man, no definition needed. Non-man, formerly known as woman, being a definable only being definable only by reference to the male, she wrote on Twitter, an absence, a vacuum where there's no manness. On Wednesday, Nikki Haley, a Republican 2024 presidential contender and a former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, called the glossary's definition infuriating. Weeks after she suggested that transgender girls in sports are leading to suicidal ideation in uh, in teenage girls. Oh my God, that fucking, that comment was disgusting. You're right, Dustin, but saying that's wrong is not constructive feedback. I, I don't know what I... The definition seemed fine to me, but then you point out women don't need to be fine in relation to men. Yes, that's true. Absolute fuck. Agreed. I, the word woman or woman kind of absurd. Female. I don't understand the terms male and female. The war on women has to stop, Haley wrote. I mean, language is malleable. Uh, it's, it's cool to have these discussions about language, I think. I'm down with it. I'm not down with bigots, though. It's an attack on women. Ooh, Go fuck yourself. I've I've made mention of it several times. They're not just coming for the LGBTQ community. Anyone they label as uh, unwanted, undesirable. You want to come say hey to everybody? You were in there yelling. Now you now you're right here with me. You want to come say hey? It's Maynard, so it's 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 hard to you know. Grab him. Hey, you want to get up here? See, you went running when I tried. 
He was not impressed. It is hard. It is hard indeed. I don't know. I'm not a linguist. I can tell you someone else who is also not a linguist. Jesse Waters. They are demonizing and dehumanizing the LGBTQ community. Now they are dehumanizing the homeless community. We're not far from them rounding up people. Gavin's now at maybe midfield, but he has to understand. I'll get you the Maynard emote. That was another one of those that Kick said was uh, too big. Get you a Maynard emote. We'll get all the emotes worked out. Maynard's not impressed with fucking Jesse Waters. The other two are just over here being the sweetest kitties. Homelessness isn't about lack of affordable housing. It's about drug addicts that want to wander. Wait, what? What? Homelessness isn't about a lack of affordable housing. What the fuck do you think it's about, you dumb motherfucker? God damn. I... Mmm... This isn't about lack of affordable housing. It's about drug addicts that want to wander around and live in tents on the sidewalk. And so you can't coddle antisocial behavior. You can't subsidize antisocial behavior. You have to stigmatize it. You can't celebrate. I would like to point out to Jesse Waters that it's like uh, something like three out of four homeless people. <sighs> If you give them houses, turn their lives around and become productive members of society. Like, this is, this is fucking fact. We've done studies on it. It is cheaper to just give homeless people houses. Exa he, he framed it as some fucking choice. I, God damn. The sidewalk. And so you can't coddle antisocial behavior. You can't subsidize antisocial behavior. You have to stigmatize it. You can't celebrate people. You think homelessness isn't stigmatized? Four kids with four different men who are dressed like trash and make them out to be some sort of cutting edge heroes. You have to call them what they are. These are people that have failed in life and they're on their deathbed. And if we're not honest about it, we're never going to fix this problem. Holy fuck, that was more Nazi than I was even expecting. Jesse Waters just said these people are on their deathbed. Says who? We're closer to them rounding up people than I ever fucking thought. This is goddamn scary. What he just said is insane. That is literal Nazi-ass bullshit. And make them out to be some sort of cutting-edge heroes. You have to call them what they are. 
These are people that have failed in life and they're on their deathbed. And if we're not honest about it, we're never going to fix this problem. Gavin's now at maybe midfield, but he has to understand. Fucking wow. Jesus, I just fucking Jesus. I'm stunned, guys. I wasn't, I knew. He said we need to stigmatize homelessness, right? So I, I knew the headline. I did did not know it was going to be that blatantly mask off Nazi. Harrison Ford, the star of Indiana Jones was asked his thoughts on the whole punch a Nazi uh, uh, uproar. Did you punch a Nazi? Harrison Ford, uh, Dr. Indiana Jones, what do you have to say? In terms of real life resonance, Indiana Jones has taken on this elevated symbolic significance in the recent years because we've actually seen bizarrely proliferation of actual real life Nazis parading around and some of them are getting punched. So what I want to know is would the ultimate Nazi puncher, Indiana Jones, would he, would he support these people doing the punching? He'd push them out of the way uh, to, to get in the first <laughs> punch, the first as, as well he should. Yeah. Uh, that was a black and white world, mm -hmm. and this evil presented itself to the world. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's, in, it's, it's, uncal it's incalculable. That, that this that this vision of of evil not be confronted in terms of real life resonance indiana jones so you heard it straight from the man's mouth indy says punch nazis do with that what you will I was I was I had more we were gonna get into cop stories and stuff I can't do it I can't do it tonight. I, I knew I, I knew I put too much shit we're gonna do the cop stories tomorrow wrap it up with just a couple more here and then I'll give you your uh, animal video The incel community was so sad that researchers studying it felt bad. Misogyny is a product of the incel community rather than a few select individuals. 
recently published research analyzing a popular discussion board for involuntary celibates, commonly known as incels, is providing new insights into the online community's misogynistic views. The study, led by Michael Halpin, an assistant professor of sociology at uh, Dalhousie University, examined more than 3.6 million comments on the website incels.is. After collecting a database of popular misogynistic terms such as Becky, a derogatory, tor- a derogatory, a derogatory term for a white woman, and <laughs> noodle whore, a term used to uh, meaningly refer to Asian women. God damn! Wasn't expecting that one. Researchers uh, aimed to determine how frequently incels make misogynistic comments while discussing amongst themselves online. Published in the journal New Media and Society earlier this month, the study found that 82% of comment threads and 81% of users' post histories contained at least one of the terms. In a sense, misogyny is a product of the incel community rather than a few individuals. We also noticed that incels targeted themselves, seeing themselves as felled men seeing their bodies as ugly and seeing themselves as being doomed to be forever alone, Halpin said. The way they talk about themselves made most of us on the research team sympathetic to a degree because it is quite depressing. Though Halpin says the data suggests that incels hate all women, The community appears to specifically dehumanize women of color and see them in both racist and sexist terms. Specifically, women of color are seen as more accessible but less desirable. Halpin added that around 50% of incels are men of color, making use of racist language towards women of color surprising. Men of color also regularly refer to women of color as race traitors for expressing interest in white men. They were so sad that researchers started to feel sympathy for them. And finally tonight, we're going to do all the cop stories that I had promoted earlier. We're going to do those tomorrow night. Along with uh, new information out of Wuhan. And uh, a fungal meningitis outbreak in Mexico. We'll talk about all that shit tomorrow. We're going to talk about how Garth Brooks has triggered conservatives. People finally had enough. Conservative country star skewers Bud Light and Garth Brooks at CMA Fest. I think people finally had enough of woke culture being right in their face. Like a bullhorn. This is John Rich from the band Big and Rich. Who condemned woke culture. So many orders for Bud Light at Redneck Riviera right now. It's just, it's crazy. How many people want to drink that? No, it's not happening. Actually, Bud Light was our number one selling beer. Uh, from day one when we opened Redneck Riviera back in 2018. 
when the whole thing broke with Bud Light and their new marketing campaign, instead of throwing it out, I said, you know what? Let's let the customers decide. I'm curious if they're going to. What marketing campaign? They sent a can of beer to a TikTok or Instagram influencer. I don't even remember what Dylan Mulvaney is now. Most of us had never even heard of her. Before you guys got up, you got upset because Bud Light sent a can to an influencer. And you guys have made so much content off of this. Off of the bigotry of your fans. Because what in the fuck did Bud Light actually do that's so offensive? I continue ordering the number one beer in my bar. Let's just see what they do. There are restaurants... Using child labor. Fucking KFC in Louisville, Kentucky was caught using child labor. You guys aren't boycotting KFC. And yeah, Dustin, that's one of the... Uh, several people have done uh, great stories on this. How there's, there's some people that know how much Anheuser-Busch gives to Republicans that are like... Wait a minute, we might not want to be bashing them. It has been fantastic for right-wing influencers that aren't actually involved in the politics and just ride the waves of bigotry. But Anheuser-Busch is a hardcore Republican company <laughs> and donates to Republican causes and several of... Um, Several politicians are going to be wondering where that money is come next election cycle. Well, five or six days go by, and my general manager calls me and says, Well, we've total, uh, sold a total of zero Bud Lights. I said, Well, how much Bud Light are we sitting on down there? He said, 118 cases and eight kegs. What do you want me to do with it? I said, Nobody's buying it. He goes, Nobody. They won't touch it. I said, Well, call the distributor and have him come pick it up. Now, a motherfucker came in here and called me a sheep earlier. And I guess by proxy, all of you sheep as well. But, I mean, what in the fuck can you point to that all of us are just going to all of a sudden stop drinking a beverage we've all been drinking? Just because right-wing media told them to. It's absurd! So it's the first time, I think, in history that a beer truck took beer out of a bar instead of dropping it off at a bar. But that's what happened. I think people finally had enough of uh, woke culture being right in their face like a bullhorn every time they turn around. You know, at the end of a, of a day, hard-working day, you want to have a cold beer. That's like your reward for working hard all day. The last thing any man or woman wants is to have culture slammed right up in their face. They just don't want that. And so they rejected it. Uh... You're a country singer. It's all you fucking do. Rejected it wholeheartedly, and we moved on to other beers. We brought in Yingling. That's been a great addition to our bar. A lot of people drinking that. Um, they just put their, their dollars somewhere else, and I can tell you we have not lost one nickel of business since taking Bud Light out of our bar. So there's your answer. Didn't actually mention Garth Brooks, though. Didn't actually mention Garth Brooks. Did they even bring him up in this story? Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
Oh no, this isn't uh I am back. Rodriguez for Black and White Network. Well, we've seen a lot of celebrities go woke over the years. And of course, we've witnessed, we've chronicled the very public. And Garth Brooks is woke now. Dillo Mulvaney fiasco, the boycott involving that, the loss of billions upon billions of dollars involving that uh, fiasco of them wrapping their loving arms around a biological man that's going out there and uh, acting like he's a young girl. I still don't understand the uh, correlation between beer over 21 and somebody that's acting like they're under 18. That's very strange and that's just... She's not acting like she's under 18. Leave politics out of beer and it has cost last we checked around Bud Light around $30 billion in value. They're no longer the number one selling beer in the country. That is Modelo that has taken that... Is Modelo uh, also made by fucking Anheuser-Busch? Entertainers have been very critical of Bud Light, saying they would not be selling their products at their concerts. Kid Rock, John Rich, Travis Trent, many of them... Travis Trent. Famed, famed country star, Travis Trent. Guys, guys, do you guys remember uh, Travis Trent's famous song? <laughs> Here's a nickel. Call someone who cares. Test saying we won't get, we will not be selling their products. Of course, Kid Rock shot up the beer very vividly. Son, Kid Rock shot up a hell of a lot of shit before he made that video shooting up the beer. And very publicly. Well, enter in Garth Brooks, who has decided he is wrapping his loving arms around Pride Month. And of course, He's actually not. He just said, we're just going to sell all beers at our establishment. He's opening a bar in Nashville, and he just says, we're just going to sell every brand of beer. Everyone's welcome here. That was his statement. And right-wingers are losing their goddamn minds over it. Of course, everybody that uh, is not in support of Bud Light, well, you're an asshole. That's right. Garth Brooks is slamming, we just talked about Cracker Barrel, turning its back on its demographic. The very people that help build his brand, Garth Brooks' brand, he has decided to come out and publicly slam these people. And he is telling you, he is opening a brand new bar. He is telling you, go somewhere else. And Probably a smart move on his part. You're not welcome uh, in fact, he did just come out and say, you are an asshole. If you don't support Bud Light... No, no, he said, if you're an asshole, there are plenty of other places. Ridiculous Pride Month. Ridiculous. Then he tells you exactly... It's a ridiculous Pride Month. It's crazy. Go out and get ridiculous with your Pride friends. You never want to sell another record again. Is that where we're going? He's Garth Brooks, dude. Disney. Just like Bud Light, just like Target, just like Cracker Barrel, you can lose millions or billions of dollars. Sir, sir, first of all, do you not know that Garth Brooks is retired? Garth Brooks doesn't make records anymore. Now, apparently, we're getting five new Chris Gaines albums, and I'm here for it because I liked Chris Gaines. Garth Brooks don't make records no more, sir. 
Garth Brooks' new bar will be selling, quote, every brand of beer when it opens, the country music crooner insisted in a new interview. The Friends in Low Places bar in Honky Tonk is still under construction as of now in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. I'm so much better at this than he is. I want to be a place you feel safe in. Oh, here we go. I want to be a place where you feel like there are manners and people like one another. And yes, we're going to... We just heard earlier from Tyrus about how, like, where's decorum at? And now this dude is scoffing at the idea of manners. It's almost like Republicans don't actually have principles. It's just whatever suits them at the moment. Serve every brand of beer. We just are. It's not our decision to make. Of course it's your decision to make. It's your bar, is it not? Brooks told Billboard, Our thing is, if you are let into this house, love one another. If you're an asshole, there are plenty of other places on Lower Broadway. So he just told you. He just told you. Bud Light, you're an asshole and go somewhere else. This dude just admitted he is an asshole. (laughs) Brooks joins a handful of of musicians who have taken the side on the Bud Light controversy after the beer giant sent transgender TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney a personalized pack of beer with the influencer's likeness as part of an ad for the company's March Madness contest. Angered customers have been boycotting all Anheuser-Busch products ever since. Chris Gaines is woke. Big and Rich's John Rich and Kid Rock have a different stance. Two complete and total fucking idiots. Just like you, my friend. What are you again? Black and black and white network? This dude is a dumb fuck and has 57,000 subscribers. But you know to me, fucking Republican screeching just kind of sounds like, you know, angry cats. It's just, it's just a bunch of noise. It's just kind of like a bunch of angry cats. Making weird noises at each other. Fox stuck his head up for a second, was like, nope, don't care. Oh, Long Johnson. Are you two gonna fight or are you gonna fuck? Come on. Get a room. <laughs> Neither one is budging. Oh, I love cats so much.
is about time for me to grind up my actual weed and have a bowl. No, I won't go back to the cats, not the not the cop video. back to our regular schedule now gaming stream I, I will go back to gaming if I get my twitch back I will use twitch for gaming troll patrol will be on everything else are you saying you're doing a gaming stream if chainsaw is doing a gaming stream go watch chainsaw I'm gonna pee, smoke, no, probably not in that order. I'm gonna eat first. Pee, eat, smoke, and then I might kick my best friend's ass in Mortal Kombat. Or Injustice. We've kind of, we've kind of been floating. We were, we were doing Mortal Kombat 11, and then after they announced one, he's like, let's go back to 10. And then we played Injustice for a little while. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin', and we will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live. Get your hands up now.